Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. And it came to my attention that uh, he was also in DuckTales. An episode of DuckTales. I did not know. And there's a lot of... I I watched like the first few episodes of DuckTales. Yeah. And I enjoyed it and so I watched a few DuckTales episodes yeah. including that Don Carnage and uh yeah, it's just a, it's just a fun show. It's good. Yeah. I I that was I feel like one you know how, like, on this show, things change? Like, action figures. I used to not give a fuck about action figures. Now, buddy, I got a whole shelf of them. Uh-huh. Oh, crap, we gotta record this podcast thing. How are you, man? I'm great. I am fantastic. Fantastic. Back, we're doing this one on the computer again. Yeah. That's fine. We got good at doing this. That was crazy being in the same room last week, though. Yeah. That episode felt... have to get real used to it, man. Just bought a house. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon uh, Hal Reem over here bought a house in Des Moines, Iowa. So let's give it up. That's right. Fantastic. Uh, you excited? What are you? What's going through your brain? Everything. Twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And back again. You're getting married. You're moving. That's the same thing Stacey and I did. You know. We yeah. got married and then like a week later moved to Des Moines for Ames. You're getting married in like a week later, moving to Des Moines. Getting married, buying a house, moving. It's uh, trying to have a great podcast in the in the main times and everything too. Yeah. Are you like trying to so like figuring is, out my fantasy football tier rankings? Yeah, it's a lot right now. So are you like having um, like are you like doing a lot of like adult stuff? Like are you having to fucking look at like porches and deck and stuff and rooftops? And then in the meantime, you got to watch some dumb movie so we can do the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, man. Uh yeah. Danielle's uh, been chopping at the bit to be able to like pop a hole buy... in the Because you know how in New York, well, you might not know this. I know but shit. when you like when you're like roommating forever, yeah, you just have stuff. Yeah. That there's no real reason to replace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're never gonna buy nice like the set of dishes that you like. Yeah, because you're, you're just going to keep accumulate. using those nine completely different plates yeah. in there. And now she's chopping at the bit to finally like start to buy, like get those things and is always showing me. We what, had, do you think, what do you think about these cups? You're like, I don't I'm care. Like, they'll, hold, they'll hold liquid, I bet. The uh, But it's cool too, you know. When we got married, we registered at Target. And so everybody just gave oh, we're us on Venmo. everything. Oh sure, yeah. Everybody just gave us target Venmo. target stuff that we got everything we registered for, all the things we put on our registry, uh-huh. and people just gave right. us tons of gift cards and shit. So we have to this day, like our kitchen, our plates and bowls and stuff are the same things we got for our wedding. 
And like we had a bowl break not too long ago and it was like emotional for the both of us. We're like, fuck. Oh, yeah. That thing's made it you know, almost 11 years. It's crazy. Um, very proud. Very excited for that. Excited for your thing. So yeah, it yeah. is weird, though, like uh, especially having lived in New York mm-hmm. for the last six years, the really lame things that I'm excited to eventually purchase. Like what? Like, like a uh, lawnmower? A deep. Oh, I can't wait to get a deep freeze. Oh, yeah. How yeah. long I've wanted a deep freeze. Yeah. Like just the, a lot of talk about New York real estate, you know, always a lot of talk about that. Oh, yeah. But never enough talk about fridge real estate and cupboard real estate pantry. Yeah. yeah. You know, you throw the some of my first apartments here, not even a full size fridge mm-hmm. and then like four roommates. So yeah. like. You can't. What are you going to do? What do you, you know? Well, yeah. Some people. That's why some people just have mini fridges. Keep it in their room. That's right. They that's what I used to do. Stuff on it. I when I first moved here, I had a mini fridge in my room. Uh, yeah, I'm very that kind of stuff. Like, I think it's going to be fun to do all this vicariously through you seeing you get this. Thing. The thing I want more than anything, and someday we'll buy something here that'll make us so I can do this, is I want to take a sledgehammer and I want to put a hole in da-da, a wall. Da-da. I want to just kajoosh. Oh and yeah! Pop a hole in a wall and not have anybody get pissed like in off Ghost. Kind of like in Ghost. When yeah. What's his name's got his shirt off? Oh god! Showing off them cum gutters. Swayze. No, it wasn't Swayze. It's the other oh. guy. Oh. He's really Whoop. upstaging Swayze with his body. Is there a part in that movie where Whoopi takes her shirt off and then smashes a wall with a sledgehammer? I don't think so. I don't Ooh, think so. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. The, More cushion uh... for the pushing. <laughs> Thank you. Whoopi. <laughs> Uh, hey, look, it's your mom. Whoopee. Remember that <laughs> from uh, Little Rascals? Uh, so that's very exciting. I'm so I'm so excited for you. Are you good? Do you have a, now? I saw photos of the house you bought. Yeah. Do you have I, I'm not clear. Do you have yard space? Do you have some yard? You got a backyard? You got a front yard? Got a front yard. Littler. Got a backyard. Mm-hmm. Bigger. Got a three mm-hmm. seasons porch as well. Nice. So that's pretty dope. So got a little garage back there. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, it's uh walking distance to a lot of cool things for like uh well you know danielle's moving here from the east oh, yeah. coast not much of a driver and it'll be really cool to be able to walk short distances to do stuff yeah for her. you know like uh we're right by ingersoll so it's a good dive bar right there and a bagel shop oh nice. and uh that manhattan deli is right there cool and she's stoked about the community pool that's like a 20 nice. minute walk so yeah. uh, I'm wondering, will you get like the idea of moving from New from Iowa to New York was one thing, but the yeah. idea of if you were doing it reverse, like, do you think you're going to walk? Do you think you'll ever walk again? <laughs> you know, well, if she doesn't. Yeah, you I'm saying not her. It sounds like she's got she'll. I think she'll walk. I think we'll walk in the neighborhood. Yeah. And you're taking shy, of course, I assume. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. She's going to be. Got, a, we, we, we scored her some drugs. Oh, what'd you get for the ride? Dramamine. I don't know some some cookies with uh, like doggies annex. Oh, nice. In it. Yeah, yeah. But this, you, of course, you're going to test them out first. You know, make sure they're not poison. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I already did. And man, am I tripping balls? Yeah. I wow. I'm so excited. So much changing. Uh, you know, two every season. Uh, and of course, you yeah. got that three season porch, so that's fitting. And we got a oversized closet mm-hmm. thing area that I'm uh, kind of hoping to turn into a podcast studio undersized podcast dude i would love that i I would love to come back and visit 
Yeah. And then, and then, but it then helps. And then we can jump in my fuel efficient car and go do shows in Milwaukee and shit. Comedy on the road. I'm so excited. Meet some NFers. I'm fine. I'm so, boy, I really have just been, I still haven't gone out and done any sets. Me neither. Uh, I don't have time anymore, man. We were supposed to do shit this weekend. Yeah. But uh, both caught a little uh, bug. Yeah. A little head cold. Sure. And, uh, and with it that and it being a little rainy out, it just kind of yeah. leaned into a lazy weekend. So that yeah, it's means messy. we're going to have to do it's double me- time. It's a Memorial Day weekend here in New York. Today's actually my mom's birthday. And uh, it's raining here. Raining uh, cats Again, and dogs. This is three Memorial Days ruined in a row. Yeah. Although tomorrow we are still doing stuff with friends. So that's good. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, two years ago, yeah. rain. I got, I had a bunch of people over. Yeah, as I do, kick ass barbecue. I uh-huh. saw the picture. Forty hot dogs, forty burgers, sixteen yep. brats, and a whole host of other things. Yeah, fucking rain came along, and I was I was still out there grilling. Yeah, you're a grill boss. You gonna buy a yeah. big ass grill when you get back? Nah, just a regular big, uh, big uh, Weber. A Weber charcoal or gas? What do you prefer? The charcoal, the big standard charcoal Weber. The black, like. like the basin. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's what I like too. But I also think, uh, depending on room and everything, I'd like to get a littler, like not a small propane, but just like a, the generic, like eighty dollar propane guy. Yeah. Because you know sometimes you just want to fire up quick. the grill real quick and throw on like two breasts. Yeah. And, or something like that. And propane is fine you know taste the meat not the heat that's what they say yeah uh that's fantastic i'm so proud i'm so excited for everything that's coming your way i'm excited to see the progression of that little pot little podcast studio i burped sorry uh yeah i've been watching a lot of rick and morty so i think it's okay to burp audibly during the process i can have a shelf with toys on it too yeah man and you're and i you got some of your stuff the things that i've been holding for you last week when you stopped over um right i think it'll be cool because you can do soundproofing so you could like those like, you know, those blue things that we used to take down yeah. and leave. You can just put those up and leave them up. And then you got I mean, you could start really doing some stuff there. You could do your own side podcast. You know, well, this is my fantasy know, I, football podcast and stuff like that. Here's the thing about me starting a fantasy football podcast. So, huh? I don't want to give I'm too paranoid about my knowledge. Yeah. Giving you it away. You know? for free. What if league mates start listening to my podcast? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it'd so be way more to- cool to just do a thing where I just be like hey uh is there any falcon fans you know uh try and find a falcon fan because some crazy thing happened to the falcons that week oh yeah for 10 15 minutes but uh it'd be a whole different thing west coast had the falcon fan yes that's episode one guess one hey what happened to julio there you go in the books julio where leo you know yeah uh god that's i'm so excited so proud so it's gonna be different it's gonna be weird it's gonna be i'm very excited for you I'm excited for you to jump back into that des moines scene uh take you know have some uh sets at the lefties you know it's just so crazy yeah just, once you start doing the time yeah. brain brain time yeah. and it's like uh comedy in des moines barely three years comedy yeah. in new york, new york almost six years yeah. And now you'll go back and maybe you'll do another. Maybe you'll do five years in Des Moines. Then maybe Danielle gets some job and you go do 10 years in Denver, or 10 Where's years that? in Vancouver or something. Yeah, you know? that's the, that's the other thing that's cool to just think about. So, yeah, um, that's fantastic, man. I'm very proud, very excited for you. Um, let me tell you about some things I've been up to. Nothing, not a goddamn thing. I'm not buying a house. Not well, I watch stuff, too. You know, oh, yeah, I was yeah. A, I able 
I was able to find time in between all that. Uh, uh, check out some clips of Beekman's world. Oh, yeah. I saw you did a tweet about it. Podcaster, e-girl and podcaster boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, well, it holds up. It's pretty good. Some good bits. Yeah. I like Beekman's science world. bits. I like Beekman's world a lot. Yeah. 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 He gets a little overshadowed because Bill Nye was able to uh, stay consistent because he was a real guy. Yeah. Not a Beekman. to a uh, good character. But it's like uh, the Muppets meet Mr. Wizard. It's a, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It's zany antics. Yeah. And also, before we get it, be, before we get into your shit. Yeah. That I've been watching. Sure. Uh, YouTube channel. I sent you the link on it. Oh, but, yes. Uh, it's Artor, A-R-T-O-R-R. And uh, a lot of really good Star Wars content and It's one of those where it's like you don't mean to start watching mm-hmm. the hour and a half long video about Star Wars Rebels that was in your feed. But you are 20 minutes into you next thing you know you're like 20 minutes into it and then like oh this is a really good one too yeah and, uh, uh it's one of those that really comes from a place of like love but it's also he's not blind to all of like the criticisms that you would have for all of them so he's got one on rebels and then mm-hmm. three on clone wars and a bunch of other stuff but the rebels one was really good so yeah i've i've, 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 I've through that I've never done that thing with him. I, I don't have that experience where I've like binged a ton of them, but I do. Subs- I have am subscribed to that account, so I have seen some of them. Um, and then I sent you one since we were talking about Star Wars YouTube. This guy, yeah. Generation Tech, who. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's great. And I swear to God, he's his, he has the same voice as Anders Lee. Yeah. And so I literally have had the experience where I've gone to bed listening to it. And then I have dreams that I'm in the Star Wars universe with Anders Lee. Yeah. Like Anders Lee and I are on a ship and he's telling me all about why this ship is important. Sadly, it's uh, really hard to find quality Star Wars content online mm-hmm. because it's mostly just people crying about uh, yeah. a, a character that they have no context for from High Republic. Yeah, just bad discourse. Uh, being a discourse, fan of that course. Being a fan is stupid. Well, anyway, I'll it's tell you more so it It's internet fandom yeah well the internet's just a toxic place anyways because for whatever reason the algorithm you just get more interaction mm-hmm. with negativity negativity yeah so people lean into negativity and negativity gets leaned you know mm-hmm. gets gets pushed to the forefront so yeah giant rants attack it was more popular than tolstoy made shoes because he was trying to bring people down we were trying to build people up yeah man yeah uh the uh I'll tell you some things I've been into lately this week. Not a ton, really. Uh, it's I, I was when I was making my list this week on my bulletin board and everything. I only had uh-huh. my marker board. Really, only two things clouded my three technically. So there was hockey until the fucking Penguins shit the bed again. Got knocked oh, out yeah. in the first round of the playoffs for the third year in a row. Uh huh. It's insane how the like it sucks. Yeah, I, at least you got a couple of cups out of it. We you know? did, but it really. Like, I don't know if you follow, like, if anybody follows the Spurs, but, like, the big three The retired, horses do. San, yeah. San Antonio Spurs are now, they've missed the playoffs two years in a row. They're bottom of the barrel. And it's just like, oh, that time is done. That experience we had where we won the championships, we had these playoff teams, and it was so great, that's over. And I'm very scared that that is happening with the Penguins now. And I'm... Yeah. And because, like, literally three years in a row, four years in a row, we've won, like, we're something like three and 12 in our last 15 playoff games or something. It's insane. Um, 
and it was just a real bummer to watch that end. Um, and then I've been watching NBA, tons of NBA. And the NBA is super fun because obviously the Spurs are out of it. So I literally can make a case for every team that is currently in the playoffs. Like them winning, I feel like I would be satisfied with any of them winning. There's ones I root for a little more. Right. But literally, the Clips win. Okay, great. I love Kyrie getting it with a third team. You know, the 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 Hawks win. All right, cool. I love it. I love the the this team that nobody even expected to be in the playoffs. Changed coaches early in the season getting it, you know, the Knicks flying when nobody cared, the, uh, the Nets building a, a, a new big three and then cleaning house. I love it. All those stories are great. The Lakers, LeBron winning it again after, you know, injury and everything. It'd be going from being the one seed to being like, yeah, I need seed. to pick up some of these off season sports, man. Cause all I've been, uh, ingesting is what Aaron Rodgers is oh, doing yeah. at the beach. So I'm doing it too, playing guitar with miles Teller. Aaron Rodgers and Miles Teller are friends, dude. I want to hang out with them. Number one, Aaron Rodgers without his shirt on. You can see how long and gangly his arms are. Oh. And two, he just looked like the old guy. I mean, well, he is. Did you watch him on that Kenny Main interview? Uh-uh. I, I did see the Kenny secondary one, though. <laughs> so Kenny Main, uh, he quit uh, SportsCenter. He's Heard done. he got laid off. He got, well he took like a massive pay cut too, which is something that's crazy. He took like a huge pay cut like five years ago or something, which is ridiculous. Cause he was, I don't love Kenny Maine, but I definitely like Kenny Maine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so it was his last show. And so Aaron Rodgers loves Kenny Maine. So Aaron did a, a call in interview and in it, he talks about how he's been like, he's on some weird juice cleanse thingy. And he said he yeah. lost like 30 pounds or something. And that's why he looks, he says he looks so fucking weird at the, the Kentucky Derby photos because he like nothing fit. His like suits were all way too small. And so he's like, I feel like I looked so fucking weird in those, those pictures and stuff. Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. And, uh, but yeah, so I've been, I've been on that stuff too, though. All this, all the NFL that at work, when I'm at work, when I'm working from home, yeah, that's all I'm doing is putting well, uh, sports radio and most of the sports radio I listen to is NFL based like Rich Eisen and McCaffrey. It's pretty exciting right now because they're all practicing. Yeah. Yeah. So you can <laughs> see like Trey, uh, Trey Lance throw a ball. You see uh, Jordan yeah. Love miss a, miss a, a, a hoop. Tim Tebow's a, uh, running routes. Oh boy. It's so wild. Yeah. Um, I, you, so you don't want to give away your NFL stuff, but uh, who do you think like, what do you think is going to happen this year? If you had to make a ballpark pick right now for how the, what do you think the Super Bowl is going to be this coming year? You know, I'm too early. Maybe it's because I started listening to uh, Sean McVay's podcast, which <sighs> they just did an episode where it was like a round table of Sean McVay, Robert Stala, and Matt LaFleur. And it's oh. one of the best podcasts I've heard. Wow. That's time. wild. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so, so amazing not listening. Bill Belichick. Yeah. Bill Belichick fucking like killed Mark Mangione. Or no, what's his name? Yeah. Not Mangione, the magic It's guy. totally like you can see like the differences in cultures where yeah. the, those guys are like all share, you know? Yeah. And uh, build each other up and Belichick's yeah. over there like I'll burn myself. Belichick fucking but, sued Bill Parcells, sued Bill Belichick. And then that guy that went to the Jets, Bel Belichick wrote him off. He was in his wedding or yeah. whatever. But like, love it. you know, how some podcasts are just amazing fly on the wall. Yeah. Episodes. Yeah. That was one of those where it's just like you're listening to those three have a conversation about like coaching 
things and just like they're this world that's just so normal to them yeah and just casually talking about all the shit i didn't know that existed i might check that out because i it's called no i hate the name of the podcast so it kind of reminded me of the uh chris long one uh but uh it's called flying coach (laughs) which flying coach what a which makes me think of like you know like a coach with powers it's like yeah on abc after the flying nun you know flying coach comes into your town takes your team to county and he flies off to another one did we talk on the podcast about that story i heard about how belichick's a piece of shit and how he was trying to talk shit on the plane once after a game and junior say i just started yelling seat 1a bill seat 1a (laughs) get up there I think that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, God, I oh, I'll definitely check that out. But because of that, you so you think the Rams are going to take it? Oh, well, I mean, I've always I kind of been on the Rams side as far as like you know you got to pick teams that aren't like on everybody's list. Yeah. And the Rams have elite defense, mm-hmm. uh, elite play calling, and now they're bringing in uh, Stafford. You know, the I I like that. I like I don't hate the Rams. The only problem with the Rams is one of those things where. You so, just got that fucking division. Yeah, they got to so play. Guessing, the, I'm guessing yeah. Rams Bills. Rams Bills. That is what I what I hope. Obviously, I want the Kansas City Chiefs to win, uh, but I also just hope that it stays what we had building last year, where the Bills and the Browns can stay being good teams. I don't. I would really be a bummed if the Browns went like. I mean, as a because we have to play them, that would be great. But like, yeah, I cool. hope that the the Browns can stay a good team, and that we can kind of. I like generations changing, you know? Oh, yeah. And so, like, yeah. I like that. I like the Rams, like I said, but I just feel like they got to play the cards and they got to play the yeah. Seahawks. Plus, the it's like time for the Raiders to take over in the AFC West. I don't know, man. I feel like they're going to, I think they're <laughs> going to get skipped. I feel like the Chargers are going to get it. I feel like it went Broncos, Chiefs, and then the Chargers are going to get it. And Raiders, maybe they'll get a, you know, they'll get to a, like a, a divisional round in like 2028 or something. Maybe. We can only hope. Um, the other thing I've been watching a lot of, uh, I think I spoke about this last week, but I'm, I'm almost done. I got like four episodes left. Rick and Morty. Oh yeah. And I'm, I, I, all the snake reasons, jazz. Oh, snake jazz. all the reasons I didn't watch it was because of the fans and all the shitty stuff, but I'm oh, glad yeah. I am watching it. I'm glad I'm, I'm not watching any of the YouTube videos. Cause I don't want to see the people that are really into it, you know, uh-huh. but I do really enjoy it. I've had a blast watching it and the jokes. Stacy's been seeming to enjoy it, which is funny because it's not something up her alley, but like we've had it on all weekend and she, like genuinely belly laughing a bunch. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it, what, three times through at least? Yeah. Or like most episodes, multiple times. It's, yeah. It, it's really, it's got to be a great binge because there's just not that much of it. No. And I was didn't know that. I thought it was 24 episode seasons. I also thought it was more safe. I didn't realize there was as much like cursing and fucked up jokes in it i thought it was more like in line with like a family guy or the simpsons in that or south park in regards to tone um so like it's fucking crazy like there's an episode where he's like these three mortys are making wishes and they're like one of the one of them wishes that incest porn becomes something that we can all talk about a little bit more (laughs) i'm like whoa Like, imagine you think Comic Cartoon Network's still on. You flip on that thing, you know? You think you're watching yeah. Yogi Bear and you get that joke. That's great. <laughs> Nobody knows what Yogi Bear is yeah. today that isn't uh, old enough to hear that joke. I love Yogi. I don't know. He's dead. He's dead to me. 
Um, yeah, but golly. So that's what I've been doing. Just sport, just basketball and, uh, and Rick and Morty. Um, a lot of great, good, high concept sci-fi stuff with, uh, good, like themes and shit too. Yeah. And there's like literally today's episode is, is like a, one episode is kind of loosely based on that. And what today's topic is, there's also the great episode where it's like the thing where it's like every, they all have the memories of the thing of like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, there's all these random characters, Mr. Poopy butts or whatever is there. That's, that's the best episode. It's crazy. It's crazy how good and how well done it is and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's really, really, really good. And so I'm glad I, I'm glad I finally got into it. Now I got to really jump into all those other ones they did. Like the, outer space or whatever it is the one that barry mack has a voice on and solar opposites solar opposites yeah i gotta finish all those now because now i'm like well now that i'm into this style i might as well yeah through it's it got all. the fun like childishness mm-hmm. side of rick and morty but without uh dan Harmon being involved yeah. in it it definitely loses some of the uh you know like edge meta creativity and like uh you know deconstructive uh you know shit mm-hmm. where they tear tear apart a trope or like play on your pre-expectations and stuff yeah yeah so when you get to back to des moines are you gonna do do you want to do anything that you want to build anything there like in your apartment like you are oh, gonna house? build a grill yeah do you guys have a basement yeah yeah gotta put mm-hmm. get some rollerblades put a skating rink in down there not much of a basement probably put a deep freeze down there you know what you need to do Got a washer and dryer down there you ready for this yeah you know what you do in that basement you get yourself how 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 big is this basement give me an idea it's it's not a it's a basement where you put a couple of things down there on pallets oh it's not you can't build, i was thinking you build yourself a fucking event space you guys do karaoke down there like that party you went to last week nope why not you and danielle down there screaming Shay at the top of the stairs. Shy at the top of the stairs, too scared to come down. Yeah, that's the thing, though, is uh, the bedroom is a we're likely going to be in the finished attic space. Oh, cool. But Shy, yeah. not much of a stair dog. She will be. She'll figure it out. She's going to have to fucking learn. Yeah. Murphy, I'm excited. Oh. She's never been in water before. No. Oh, you got to take her to Gray's Lake? Gray's Lake or Sailorville, you know. The ledges up there in Boone? Yeah. Boy. All- all the water spots, but she's a she's a black lab. Never been never been swimming. Uh, goddamn! All of our uh, Central Iowa fans are just creaming their fucking pants right now. Listening to us drop all these references. <laughs> trending trending topics when you got a topic and that fucker's gonna trend. What's it gonna be? Trending topics. Come on over to the trending topics. It's going to be a fun build segment. Oh, wait. We're supposed to always do it with you take a song with the word end in it and you change it. We forgot already. Remember when we did that awesome I, yeah. Green Day thing on our Green Day Just episode? Just on the fly? We didn't even know it was a Green Day episode? Yeah. It's got to be like, this is the trend. My only topic, the trend. There it is. There it is. Uh, it's the trend of the topics the as, as we, we know, know it. it. What I really want to do, so while I'm sitting here, listeners, this doesn't make sense to you, but Reem, you'll understand. I have this pin and I have my action figure shelf on the wall. And all oh. I want to do is just flick this pin at it and see how many it tears down. But I'm not going to. Uh, 
so buddy, a lot of things happening, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. like we're living in the golden age. Yeah. Of trending topics. Oh, I thought you were going to say of Darren Patterson's uh, Facebook page. Oh, that too. That we are. too. Let me bring but, up. I'll, I'll announce them, and you'll. Well, you. I have them in front of me, and then you can just tell me what you think or your thoughts or whatever. Oh, um, Nick. Nick's just took that third loss. Oh, did they? That's yep. what Stacy's watching in the other room. Dang. Yeah. Uh, it's fun watching the Knicks, but I. Yeah. The the Hawks have been better yeah. than you would think. It's. I mean, those games have been kind of sloppy all around, but seeing D Rose just crush has been really fun. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here we go. Uh. Did you watch the Friends reunion? No, uh, I watched it. Did it was yeah. it an episode or just the cast? It was. Um, did you ever watch the Fresh Prince reunion? No. Okay. Well, the Fresh Prince reunion ruled okay. because it was the cast sitting in a room, no audience, and it was just Will Smith kind of directing the conversation, you know, and. Uh -huh. It got very real. They had heartfelt moments. They cried. They like laughed real. This was done not like that. This was there's it starts there. It's it was like three different parts. It was them showing up to a recreation of the set and like walking around the set, all the actors coming together for the first time. Apparently, they've only all been together one time since the show ended. Um, and that was That's really life nice. for you, man. Yeah. That that was really nice seeing them all interact that way and seeing how they've all aged and stuff like obviously like Courtney Love has or Courtney Cox has plastic surgery, but I don't think hers is as good as like Jennifer Aniston's plastic surgery looks really good. And then like uh, Matt Chandler was really puffy. Joey just looks like a dude in his 50s and he looked great. Gray hair, put on a bunch of weight, but still looks good and healthy. Uh, Lisa Kudrow looked like a, just a woman in her 50s, good and healthy. Um that was great. Oh, and oh, fucking seeing the guy swimmer was great. Looked great. Felt seemed great. Um, but then they would cut to this this other segment that was them on couches, like in front of an audience, yeah. and like it was being hosted by James Corden, and that sucked. I like it was just weird questions and being like, so when did you guys know you were stars and stuff? And they did a fashion show where like Justin Bieber came out, and it was just super goofy. But yeah. then. That's that's yeah. the weird thing is it's the friends reunion. Yeah. So <clears throat> we really are excited to see these six people in the room together. So let's just barrage them with a parade of other people. Yeah. And let's have just a uh, James Corden just fawn over how great the show was. And Justin Bieber wasn't even fucking live when it was. No. Out. Why do why does anybody care about? Yeah, the Justin Bieber and, insight on the Friends reunion. All he did was he came out wearing like an outfit from the show. He didn't. He just did. It was like a runway where they showed oh, like was it the pirate outfits. shirt. That's my favorite episode. I don't remember, but the one the with the pirate shirt. Yeah, and the puffy shirt. Uh, it was one of those things where I watched it. It's it's fine. It's two hours long, so it's like you can get enough interesting stuff as like a nostalgic. I was a fan of Friends when I was a kid. Out of it, yeah, but compared to the Fresh Prince reunion, which I think was done so brilliantly. I It's a real shame that they didn't do it more like okay. that. What's your uh, power ranking of post-friend career of the six cast members? Of the six cast members? One's um, Aniston, right? Uh, no, I'd say Courtney Cox. Or, okay, well, how are we ranking this? Are we ranking who we think is the most successful or who yeah. we think has done the, the coolest stuff? 
most successful. Okay, most successful. Like, Aniston. Yeah, like Cox. Kudrow. Uh, Kudrow. No, probably Joey because he's had like a couple really successful uh, sitcoms. Kudrow's been on a lot of stuff. Though. Yeah, but I don't. If we're see that thing. If we're talking success, I, I doubt Kudrow's made as much money as Matthew Perry has mm-hmm. and as much claim. Well, no, she's a woman. Oh, for sure. Uh, but in success terms, I'd say that Schwimmer's probably dead last. Oh, yeah. But I bet he, he's if he I had was that going, show, they're going to make like a dramatic show about cooking. Oh, I don't remember this. Remember one. that? Mm-mm. It was on the subway ads. Oh, fun. I like he was going to be like a Tribeca chef. Oh, and they're going to make a drama about uh restaurant work one thing that was revealed in it that i thought was very interesting was apparently david schwimmer and jennifer aniston had a real fucking like chemistry like they were kind of like yeah like they really like were like in love on set but they both had like significant others always and so they it never became like a thing oh it wasn't a will they won't they it was just they won't yeah, but like the cast was like they were like it was it felt almost too personal when they were talking about it where you're like, oh, uh-huh. I don't think I should know this stuff. And you would see the cast members be like, yeah, we everybody thought that they were like secretly having a, a relationship behind the scenes and stuff. And Jennifer Aniston wasn't told that him, the basis for the film, the inspiration for the film Swim Fan? <laughs> I think so. Uh, but it, yeah, I, I I thought it was fine. I just wish it would have been. I think there was a much more interesting way to do it that would have got us way more interesting stuff out of it. Yeah. There was some fun stuff like the episode where, the episode where they they fight over the chair where Joey puts on all of Chandler's clothes. It's like one of the most famous episodes. Joe, they Matthew LeBlanc, Joey. He jumps in the chair at one point, and when he did it, he broke his arm. And so that episode is filmed like in two segments with like six months between them. You wouldn't know when you watch it because they did it so well. But yeah, he broke his arm in the middle of the filming of that episode, which I thought was so crazy. Um, but yeah, pretty good. Um, if you're if, if you were ever a hardcore fan of the friends, go ahead and check it out. But if you're just one of those people like casually remember it, it's not worth it. Whereas I think everybody should watch the Fresh Prince reunion that's on HBO Max. I think okay. it's brilliant. Right. Um, moving on. Uh, the Eternals trailer dropped. What do you think of that, bud? I don't know. Looks good. <laughs> yeah. Looks confused. Yeah. I don't know shit about the Eternals still. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh it's like Oscar season for Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, a, it, it's really stroking itself off and it has a lot of uh Game of Thrones people in it. It does. It has uh, I mean, I'm gonna go watch it. It, do- yeah. it doesn't have me I mean, I'm nowhere near excited as all the shit with all the guys that we already know. Yeah. You know, and I'm not but also, I'm looking forward to Shang-Chi and the, uh, turtles and everything like that. But come on, man, got that, uh, new Spider-Man looks yeah, crazy. That cool. Third Spider-Man's the one that I'm really kicking. The new Dr. Strange looks awesome. The new, I mean, you're, you're not going to get in front of that and Thor. Yeah. On, on my hype scale. Yeah. You're right. You kidding me? I'm going to get a Sam Raimi. But what I'm wondering is, because I, you know, when Gal, Gal, uh, Gardens of the Galaxy came out, I didn't give a fuck when I was watching trailers. Yeah, I was like, this looks fun, but I didn't. I don't care. So maybe this will rule and we'll immediately be like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It's just the like most of the hype for these things come from the, the pre-established 
stuff, especially yeah. for Marvel, because they're all about selling the hero. You know, you yeah, connect yeah, with yeah. them. That's why the they haven't had any good villains for the most part in Except a lot Loki. of these movies. I mean, they they do, but yeah, you know, I'll go opening weekend. Yeah, you know, same thing. I'm excited for it. Uh, other Marvel things that are that have been kind of talked about more lately. Uh, the Moon Knight. Yeah, that the, looks badass. They officially have stated that uh, Oscar Isaac will play him. I think that looks great. My buddy Nick, who's a fan of the show, he loves Moon Knight. Been yeah. been going on and on about him for years. Um, uh, also, it's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's in the Sony Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. They, they just announced a Craven the Hunter movie. Uh-huh. Uh, which I know you were pretty bummed because you had auditioned on the special. I shaved my mustache for that I role. Remember that? Uh, yeah. Uh, but the weird thing is, Aaron Taylor Johnson's playing him, who is Quicksilver in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How many are there? And not that many uh, actors. He's also kick-ass. Yeah, you're right. Are there not enough actors that they could have had another person play that character? Yeah. You know, it's super weird. You know that guy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He married like the director of not kick ass. You ever listen to that band, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Jihad? <laughs> yeah, they're great. Uh, ATJJ. Uh, he, uh, um, those are the things that attacked Hoth, right? Oh yeah. At- ATJJs. ATJJs. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, these are just some quick hits that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, uh, there's a kids in the hall, uh, a new season of kids in the hall after uh-huh. like 25 years. There are 30 years, maybe there it's coming to uh, Amazon and they just started filming it. They've been posting photos. Um, they were supposed to start filming it last year, but the pandemic obviously fucked that up. But now it's actually going into production. Um, there's a new Garbage Pail Kids animated series that's coming to HBO Max. That looks pretty good. Huh. Um, I wonder. Uh, <clears throat> that's interesting because uh, HBO Max has got the Gremlins. Oh, yeah. Coming out soon, yeah. too. So it's just kind of interesting that they're making these two animated shows that uh, would have obviously older leaning audiences. I think HBO the Max thing is yeah. going to be like a prequel. Oh, really? Like set in like 1920 Japan. Oh, cool. That sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, HBO Max, I think they're at least doing interesting shit. Like they're yeah. doing what Netflix does, but I think they're doing it well where they're like watching what's working. Yeah. Or what people like, and then they're putting money behind it. And yeah, Netflix and tries to do that in like a shitty way. And they're putting stuff behind stuff that uh, we might not know that we want, you know? Yeah, like yeah. Disney is just giving us the stuff that we want and we know that we yeah. want, where it's just like, hey, all you assholes, come over here for your Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. And uh, HBO Max, I think, also does some pretty interesting original stuff. Uh, they give crew, they let creators do like original series and stuff that are pretty cool. So that's really yeah. nice. Um, uh, um, some uh, things that are in, oh, I want to give a shout out real quick. Flatbush misdemeanors is out on mm. Showtime. That's Dan Perlman and Kevin Iso's show. Yeah. And I think that is just, I mean, the, I've only seen the pilot, but it's fucking great. Speaking and, of Flatbush, oh. I think Grace Jones has one. <laughs> well, I used to have a joke that was like, uh, Something about Barbara Bush eating her uh-huh. pussy. Remember that? Uh-uh. You know Barbara Bush is a really hairy pussy or something like that? Dude, Barbara Bush is hilarious in Naked Gun two and a half. Oh, like, yeah, great actress. Why she didn't get more roles after that. You know, it's funny. Laura, 
Laura Bush, she killed a guy once. That's hilarious, you know? Yeah. Uh, she said, hey, check out my Matthew Broderick impression. And then she killed a guy. The only Bush I ever listened to was the burning one. Oh, yeah. You mean Stan burning up the charts? Uh, let's see. There's a, a Flatbush Misdemeanors, which is so two comedians that we're friends with, uh, Dan Perlman and Kevin Iso, have a show on Showtime that's great. That was based off a web series they did like five years ago that I think is one of the best web series I've ever seen. Yeah, ISO is my favorite uh, run play in Madden. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, but so definitely check out Black Meaners. Two new movies are out. I don't think either of us saw either of them. Uh, Corella? A Corella. Did you watch Corella? Uh, I almost uh, watched it through nefarious means this weekend, but just didn't get mean? around to it. What does nefarious means mean? websites that you probably oh. shouldn't talk about oh i thought it was free on Net on disney plus no it's disney plus like plus. oh where you pay oh fuck you that. gotta drop like 30 bucks on it and it's like uh, somebody shared the opening. nobody listens to this thing so i think it's safe to say yeah. but uh i think it's all right to uh sail the high seas yeah when it comes to uh some disney content you okay? wouldn't steal a car would you <laughs> uh yes uh, I've only seen the opening scene of Cruella and apparently uh, some dog she's a little girl and yeah. like four rabid Dalmatians attack her mom and push her mom oh well, that makes sense <laughs> yeah uh, fuck those dogs that whole yeah, breed's ruined it's crazy it's so crazy kind of a, but it's got a 70 plus on the uh, Rotten, Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes which means um, I'll watch it for free when we can't I'll, find something I'll to watch. never see it. I haven't seen Maleficence. I'm never going to see Cruella. Then the other one is A Quiet Place 2. Did you ever see the first A Quiet Place? Uh, yeah, when they were called libraries, uh, Patrick. Uh, I wish I had like a soundboard. Yeah, I'm just going to buy a pole flute. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I no, I didn't. But I did see uh, this is completely unrelated to okay. these movies we don't really care about. But uh did you know there is a movie out? It's one of the movies that is kind of getting made fun of collectively by the internet right now. It's called uh, Money Plane. Uh, no, I do not know about that. It is a like heist movie. That I, it was like this week's Rotten Trailers hmm. or uh, Honest Trailers there. And it's a heist movie starring Joey Lawrence. Yeah. Matthew Lawrence. Yep. And the other Lawrence. Andrew Lawrence. And on top of that, Tim Car Tim Curry, fucking Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer, yeah. Edge of WWE fame. And it's like a very badly made, but good to be made fun of. Buddy, uh, you know who else is in this movie? Thomas Jane. So the Punisher's in it. Yeah. Denise Richards is in it. She was a Bond yeah. girl. Uh yeah, so it's a, kind of like an earnest uh, heist movie that doesn't work. Oh, that's good. Ernest Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Ernest gets to get that. You know what? He, him and Vern and like 10 other people go. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of want to see that. Wow. I've never heard of this. The funny thing about it is that the Lawrences are, are all three in it. Oh, it was directed yeah. by the youngest Lawrence, by the way. Yeah. So it was written. Brotherly Love. Yeah. The it reunion. Was, that's it was, the. 
I bet he's, is he like a Republican? Cause Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer's a Republican. So whenever he's in stuff like movies you, that aren't famous movies, usually it's Republican based. Um, but it's funny because Matthew Lawrence plays the cowboy. Joey Lawrence plays the concierge. And then Andrew Lawrence plays Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh they made a movie what's i'm trying i'm looking up this movie they made that's on disney plus that i watched one night it's called like shipwrecked or something do you know what i'm talking about no but um, uh i'm sure it's one of those thir- like sunday night remember how big yeah. sunday night network television movies were mm-hmm. that's what this it's called big it's called jumping ship Michael yeah. has big plans to show his cousin Tommy a good time aboard a luxury yacht until he discovers the yacht has been chartered is uh, that he actually is actually an old fishing boat. And it's like those three, the Lawrence boys in Australia getting into it, you know? Yeah. But uh, anyways, my yarn about Sunday night movies, man, Yeah, get back to it. Sorry like, about that. It used to be, you have your Saturday night HBO movie. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday night you had the made for TV or like that was where, you would watch like Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and Star Wars be like, and now the network television premiere of yeah. Return of the Jedi. And be of, like, oh shit. Yeah. Of uh the Odyssey starring Patrick Stewart. Speaking of Return of the Jedi, my head cannon just got readjusted. Oh, yeah, for our final thing we're gonna talk about tonight, the uh, bad batch. Yeah. We're like the good batch. Great episode. I tweeted like, that. I tweeted yeah. that. I said, Bad Batch, more like Rad Batch. That thing fucking rocks. Yeah. Uh, I really like the Bad Batch. Uh, I just really wish I haven't watched any of it and it was just collecting somewhere so I could just watch them all. Binge it. Well, once. one thing is, it's only ten going to be like 10 episodes. Oh, so is it's, it? It's, yeah. I, somebody, I heard I, it was going to be a lot more. But Well, they're going to do more seasons, but it's not like yeah. 24 episode seasons like the... So we're half. So if you look at it through like story structure, we're halfway through this first story between this dang bad batch, you know, and that R two video I watched Mm -hmm. uh, on there about rebels. I just uh, fall back into a Star Wars hole. You know, you're always in. It's been about two months since my last one. Yeah. Plus phase two of High Republic is getting good grades. The Rising Storm is the next novel, and it's supposed to be better than the last one. So, like, cool. the main novels on High Republic are great. And between that and goddamn Jason Manzukis yeah. talking up Thrawn on that other podcast I plugged, man, it's just... Uh, That's awesome. Uh, stuck on that fucking Star Wars again. Did you see the clip I shared on Instagram of if you listen to our podcast at 0.05 speed on Spotify? And it sounds like we're on mescaline. Uh, yeah, I did see. I didn't know if you played a video clip of it, but I've always enjoyed it's listening to us so funny. on drugs. You're, I, that's the clip I shared was you going like, and if Thrawn is coming back, yeah, then you know Ezra is coming. And then I go, yeah. <laughs> It's so fucking I literally like uh, laughed myself stupid the other night. I our podcast is good, I know that. But like me re-listening to our podcast, it's just like either, oh, I should have said this, or why are you talking so much? But like when you re-listen to it on that, it is so funny to hear us be like, and then I was watching the Mighty Ducks reboot. <laughs> I don't think so. 
it was so fucking funny. So listeners, if Uh you listen to us on Spotify, click that speed. I listen to us at one and a half so I can get. uh, Oh, boy, it's impossible. Good stuff. Yeah, it never comes. Never, (laughs) never fucking comes. That'd be fun. All uh-huh. of a sudden, we're like uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the podcast. Uh, they still haven't called us back for that either, man. We killed that audition. Those fucking motherfuckers. Uh, I did love this episode of uh, uh, Bad Batch. Um, I don't know if it was just where my head was at last week yeah. or something, but I I didn't give a shit last week. I watched the episode. I thought it was a good episode, but like I wasn't into it. I was into this episode this week. I thought it was great. Um, and one of I, the things- I get that anyways with a lot of the Filoni Star Wars shows. Mm-hmm. There's just certain episodes that for whatever reason, because they're they do a lot of like uh same thing with Mandalorian, where they're it's like you can see this is more in the Mandalorian vein where it's uh 50-50 almost, where it's mm-hmm. like anthology-esque type episodes. Yeah. That you could just watch with a one-off, but with a uh season-long arc in the background. Do you think what's his name? The feller that fought the Rancor Wrecker is that Wrecker? Yeah. Do you think Wreck-a. he's gonna, he, everybody? He keeps, he keeps everybody's name. Everybody's name. Yeah, I know. I think he's got the chips going to release. He and he's going to try to kill someone. Sad. Especially with how much character growth you've seen with Wrecker. Mm-hmm. Wrecker. Yeah, in her the, little Australian voice. Hey. Hey. Which, yeah, it's funny because, of course, all. Like she's got clone DNA in her. Yeah. So, so she's she Australian. Gets, uh, yeah. Or uh, the other one over there. You what know where Taika Waititi's from? New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, there I th- we go. Oh, I think they're maybe they're. I, New I think Zealand-ish. the actor is from New Zealand. So oh, all wow. of the uh, the voices got that New Zealand accent. Yeah. Well, I guess that would make sense. And Mega. And Mega. And Mega. And Rekka. Yeah. Um, it's hard to see the show because I always I forget everybody's name. So you try to go to IMDb, but you can't really tell because D. Bradley Baker does everybody's voice. So yeah. on IMDb, it's like clone troopers. That's just his credit. And so yeah. you, it's like hard to find out each one's name. Um D Brad D Brad. It's hard to say. D, D, Brad- D. Bradley, D. Bradley <laughs> Baker. Yeah. I don't think it's that hard to say. He's try it great. Again. Come on, yeah. let's do it together. D. D. Bradley Baker. There it is. Now, what was so tough about that, you dumb idiot? <laughs> there was something I'm really bummed right now because there was something in that episode that I found that I thought was really interesting to Star Wars canon, other than the, the rank. Oh. No, other than the rancor <laughs> thing. So, oh, it was the sizer. That's it. So, um, the okay. So, if you guys didn't watch this week's uh, Bad Batch, they they basically go rescue this rancor that is being sold into slavery, and. The rancor is then given to the people who owned it, who was uh, what's his name? Uh, Jabba's Jabba right the Hutt's Twilight, Twilight, uh, guy. super wet, Twilight, super white Twilight. I can't believe I can't remember any characters. It's gotta really suck being that white of a Twilight, yeah, on tattooing. Yeah, totally burned all the time. How much SP 100 he's got to lather up on, yeah. Um, but so, so then there's this, like, as you said, your head cannon got blown. There's this whole idea of, okay, so did we just see this baby twilight or this baby rancor that we liked? Is that the one that Luke then later kills in return of the Jedi? Yeah. But uh, apparently it's not. So according to, uh, according to like canon, 
whatever trivia, that rank car yeah. has a different name. But to a lot of people, yeah, in their head cannon, yeah, that motherfucker is gonna get its head crushed, yeah, by the Luke Skywalker. But the thing that I, oh God, I forgot it a fucking again. What was I saying that I thought was interesting? I think you're gonna talk about how badass Rhea Perlman was. Uh, oh, was that Rhea Perlman? Yeah. Oh, I thought As that's a great. Trans Doshin fucking yeah. lady that's gonna be running shit for a couple episodes now. I thought that was the one the voice of the grandma from dinosaurs. Oh yeah, totally. I can get that. Especially um, with that lizard face. Yeah, but totally. No. Which is why I thought it was kind of funny. Um, no, there's some other big Star Wars thing that I've now forgotten again that I thought it opened up an interesting story for canon. Oh, the Zizor. So the family, you know, so there's the misdirect where they think they're saving that like green race of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then totally. they find out that green race of people are the same or the race of that planet. And that is where Prince Sizor, the bad guy mm -hmm. from Shadows of the Empire, he that's his race. And he would be the around the age of that. If he ages at a normal level, he would be around the same age as that little kid. So the Bad Batch may have saved Prince Sizor, who then later tries to fucking kill all these people and tries to uh, sexually assault uh, Princess Well, Leia. that's not canon. Well, I know, but it's, we can make it canon. The Black Sun is, though. Yeah, you're right. That is true. Because they were in the Clone Wars. All right, well. But yeah, that, so that's pretty cool. Now that we made sure we got rid of any new listeners. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's new listeners what is the point of this show like imagine i think about this a lot imagine if we had to pitch this show to like someone uh-huh it's like i don't know uh go listen to like 40 of the old ones and if you like it then you'll like the show <laughs> you know like we're not very uh we're not very oh, like literally we started this episode being like so you're getting married like other <laughs> listeners like i don't even know who the fuck these two guys are you know yeah somebody's gonna be like oh look a podcast about akira let's go <laughs> And then fucking an hour in, we're like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think uh, is going to be good. <laughs> the Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. All right, here we go, buddy. This is it. We're starting. This, we're starting. Is this the first anime we've ever spoke about on the show? Well, depends. I mean, uh, spoke about, we definitely have with guests. I mean, uh, full topic. Fun size. We never did any fun sizes, did we? Iffy. Because our Transformer episode is, you know, that's a Japanese anime yeah. animation studio that did that. And I'm sure, you know, like technically like, but so Transformers then, weren't yeah. Japanese at the time. They were so that was an American comedy series. Just, and it's like so the Simpsons isn't a Korean anime, you know, just because it's animated yeah. in Korea. So I think this is the first one like we never. We, me and you, uh, well, that's just our blind spot. Yeah, totally. Which yeah. it's kind of interesting. We're doing this movie and uh, th this type of anime. This is what anime was to me. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Like, yeah. 
if you think about when Akira came out, like 1988. Yeah, yeah, we got it in 89 here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like anime wasn't anime. Like if I walked into Blockbuster, mm-hmm. it would be in like the cult film section. Yeah, you know it what wasn't, I mean? Yeah, it, it would be in anime. like this special interest or foreign. There wasn't be like with an like anime shelf. Heavy metal and Fritz the Cat. You know, it'd yeah. be like this is an animated film for adults or whatever. You uh-huh. know? Uh Yeah. Um, like I can remember seeing a few of these other animes. And I don't know if you saw the video clip. I should we should have just paused and done it. But there's a old commercial that yeah. ran a lot uh, on like Sci-Fi Channel and MTV and shit like that uh, in the late '90s, where it was animation for adults from Japan. This is the future of animation. Check out Akira. It makes Blade Runner look like Disney World. Oh, weird. You know? That's fun. Yeah. And I can just remember seeing this all the time. And it was a video series, like, you know, the a lot of those 1900 Columbia House type it was, things. Yeah, like be. times, like times, what time yeah, life. And Akira was like their big hook. Cool. You know, so, so it, it, was it was always like the one that was everywhere that was like basically, I would say, before. And I'm not an expert here, you know. Yeah. Flash, put it across the uh, screen. We, I would all, say, all we have done just for listeners, if you're, if you're found this episode because you're a huge Akira fan, you want to hear two dipshits talk about it, you should know right now. First off, there's no way you got here. Uh, <laughs> but second, you should know that we are we we watched the movie and we've read some stuff, but like we're not gonna be like insiders explaining. Yeah, we we and we also don't know the world of Japanese anime or of the '80s anime, so it's not going to be like we're just taking this in as like but viewers discussing it. I would I would gather that Akira was more people's introduction to anime than anything else uh, in a pre tsunami and a pre uh, Dragon Ball yeah. Pokemon era. A hundred percent. Yeah, that, that seems like that it. whole half of the 90s before like once Pokemon came, that started changing everything, you yeah. know, and it was every like Pokemon and Dragon Ball were on all the shows. And by the time Toonami came around, it, it, it was done for. But for like teenage kids at this era, like what's really interesting, I saw one video say this, but uh, it debuted Christmas Day, 1989, in cinema. Oh, really? When, uh, Akira came out, and if you think about the other movies, like animated movies, it's all Land Before Time, Oliver Mermaid, and Company, you know, shit like that. And uh, The Simpsons debuted a week before Akira came out. Wow, which is yeah. really interesting to think of, just like where. American perceptions of anime animated media was in 1988, 1999. Yeah. There's a, um, there was a, there's an, a piece of trivia on the IMDb that um, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to scroll through it, but um, something like the movie consists of 2,112 shots and 160,000 single pictures, two to three times more than usual using 327 different colors that they, they even had to invent colors to make it work. Um, and so because of that, this was the most expensive animated movie ever made and or at least ever made in Japan. And a bunch of a bunch of animated 
houses all came together yeah. to work on this. So that's why you put this up against like uh, 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 Oliver and Company or The Land Before Time. It looks so different and so much better in terms. Oh, man. It's because looks... it's they put so much more time and effort into it than yeah. they would have into the other ones. Um, yeah, because they aren't trying like if you look at those other studios, they're just trying to live up to what they've already done. You know, mm -hmm. and this is like. Yeah changing the game yeah and like, it's based off of uh so it's based off a manga called akira um and it was uh it's done by katsura katsuro otomo who is also the guy that wrote and directed this movie yeah and he it was like the most popular thing in japan at the time so it's like it's like the ninja turtles it was like that was the most popular it, comic series, i mean it so made, they made a movie theatrically it made 55 million worldwide too yeah 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 big so hit. it's like it was also wound up being like a big hit like big cult hit yeah. across the, the world, man. And it's like 90, it's got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's beloved. And what's interesting is when he made this, the 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 writer, director guy, the the, the manga wasn't finished yet. So like the, the story wasn't even done at this yeah. point. So there's like thousands and thousands of pages of story that never wasn't explored in this movie. So a lot of people are like, why didn't they ever make a uh, sequel and stuff like that? It just seems like it would have been so ripe for it or even a series or something like that. And there's been a lot of talk about that over the years of other people taking it over and stuff. But yeah, um, but yeah, it's really good. I got some other little bits of trivia before we actually get into talking about the, the thing. Some trivia that I found kind of interesting is that uh, George Lucas and Spiel Steven Spielberg watched it and said that it was they thought it would be unmarkable, unmarketable in the U.S., which I think very funny when I I mean, I might be wrong, but I feel like there's a lot of things in the prequels that are direct uh, results of Akira. There's a yeah. lot of things in Akira that I think are show up in the sequels that I think are homages or influences and stuff like that. So maybe uh -huh. George Lucas loved it. He just didn't think that it would hit over here because animation wasn't like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing I thought of was it's in the Criterion Collection, and it's one of only three movies that are in the Criterion Collection, animated movies. Really? Watership Down and Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then this are the only three animated films that are in the Criterion Collection. Um, That's which, interesting. Yeah, me too. I literally thought that, like, a I thought there'd be way more. But I will say, man, if, <clears throat> I can only imagine seeing this in the theater, though. Like, yeah. That that has got to be a completely different level. I mean, between and just... when you don't have our like seeing this in the theater in 1988 with our 1988 oh my gosh. brains, yeah, yeah, you fucking go nuts. Yeah, the, <laughs> my dad. Well, it, the size of the the movie's big. It just yeah, it does some great shit with like scale and scope. Yeah, and I fucking the score is really awesome. Oh, it's great. Apparently it they, they apparently the score they made that before the movie was done. So then when it came, when there was time to actually put the music in the movie, they had to like, sh they had to redo some songs and shrink them and make some songs longer and stuff. And it's like, yeah, of course. But they also, and they, the, the original Japanese voice cast, they recorded the audio first and then did the animation, which is how American ca uh, cartoons always did it. But that's not how Japan, Japan would always do the animation uh -huh. and then they would have people match up the voices. And so I thought that was really interesting that this was kind of the first one to do it a little more of an American style in terms of the voice direction and the voice animation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just can't imagine, though, if you go see this in the theater and how fucking wild it would have been. Um, yeah. I, having no. no. Apparently, Taiki Waititi, who's tied to the new movie, mm -hmm. like the, there's been a fucking Akira movie in the works in Hollywood for like for 20 long years. Time. Yeah. 
Taika Waititi is uh, most recently attached to it. And he went through it at the age of 13. Oh, wow. In the theater. Yeah. Um, like to be 13 and see this. So is that, did you see it when you were a kid? Is What's your experience with Akira? Uh, well, not really when I was a kid, just like a couple of years later. I think it was like 16 is when I uh, started really getting into the anime shelf or which was okay. the anime shelf. It was like the very end of the new releases is where mm-hmm. you would find. Oh, yeah. Like, they, totally. didn't even al- they didn't even alphabetize <laughs> uh, anime new releases with the regular new releases. It was all the way over with like workout tapes. But that's good because then you don't have to go fucking. It's like, uh, OK, ants. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, there yeah. is Akira. Cool. Also, if you're looking specifically for those, you don't have to go through, you know, A to Z and all these, you know, other movies where you yeah. can just go all the way to the anyways. So I, I was into like uh, I loved Fifth of, Fist of the North Star, mm-hmm. which is uh, pretty popular. Uh, Vampire Hunter D. Wow. Like, yeah. Wicked City. All of these. Like, these these are things I have no experience with. I've only heard you. You have more experience than I thought. Yeah. These are things I knew about because of Adult Swim and Toonami. But I've never well, and because of like Netflix now. But I think this uh, I I'm no expert, I, but I think this might be like one of the bigger windows where most of the well, most of people's exposure to anime was movies. Yeah. Yeah. You before know? the series is and, and then yeah. later Pokemon and, now, and Dragon Ball kind of took over with the animated series and then you get stuff like bleach and fucking yeah totally berserk and so this is like you know you're gonna have a sleepover with a couple of buddies yeah you know and you'd like to go grab the movie where a cartoon guy gets his head cut off and shit like that and then there's boobs yeah okay you know because that's like something to be like whoa yeah you've never seen nothing like that before yeah which that's at, cool. at the time you had yeah i like that um the uh, but, I had no nothing, none of that, none of that. like yeah, seriously. Like, did you know? So then, because of that, like, so we we were talking about a movie we wanted to do this week, and you suggested this. Did you kind of know what Akira is then? Yeah, I'd seen it. I oh, wow. Uh, I haven't really watched it all the way through since that time period, and it wasn't yeah. one of my more uh favorite ones. Yeah, which uh, I think one of the main reasons is the characters are kind of like. You know, wonky, especially yeah. in 95, 96 or whenever, whenever you were watching this, I guess. I don't know when yeah. those years were. You were probably watching the original English dub that apparently, according to what the Internet says, isn't done as well as the one they redid that we watched. Sure. But and no, so, I mean, even so the one the, I watched yeah. just now, the characters aren't that great where like a lot of animes, other animes have like really cool badass characters. OK, instead, like where the where, characters kind of don't feel like they serve a purpose, really. Yeah, or you know, I'm used to stuff interchangeable. Where this character is a big giant rock man, oh, and he's, okay. he's gonna, you know, these are just all people who look vaguely similar, and they all yeah. wear red jackets or orange jumpsuits yeah. at some point. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, which which is fine, but yeah, uh, yeah, Akira was always the one that was billed as the one, but it wasn't like one of my favorites. But I always knew it was cool. Yeah, you know, like and ner- enjoyed yeah. it when it was randomly on tv and i rented it a couple times but okay i had nothing to the point where when i started watching this last night the whole first like 15 20 minutes i'm like who the fuck did scarlett johansson play Ah. because i thought that that i was conflating this with ghost in the shell Uh uh-huh 
And which, I th- which I knew when they made that. This is one a, a Ghost yeah. in the Shell is two B as yeah. far as like the introductory to the West of yeah. anime. Another at least like the newer like stuff because there was like Lupin the Third, yeah, and a f- some Studio Ghibli stuff yeah. would make it over here, and then like you know we had like Speed Racer. Yeah. Or like uh, even before this early, like, you know, you had like your Transformers or like Heathcliff. Yeah, type I'm stuff. now and I'm still now I'm getting into more stuff like I watched Porco Rosso very recently and fucking loved it, which is a uh, Mazaki uh, Studio I, Ghibli. And it's fucking. I will say uh, if you have a flavor, a taste for this uh, as somebody who just barely dips, I'd watch way more anime if I were, if I watched way more stuff. You know okay. what I mean? I don't watch enough stuff anyways, but every once in a while I'll find one. But uh, my thing I, is you would love the first season of One Punch Man. I get my problem is and I liked this movie because I like weird sci fi shit. Yeah. Um, like this is heavily influenced by Blade Runner, which I actually don't love Blade Runner, but I love that idea. Um, yeah. And that's why I like this. But like with a lot of anime that I dip my toes in, like even with stuff like Dragon Ball and stuff, it's just it doesn't hit me the way I want it to. Whereas like Porco Rosso was just a fucking pig flying a plane going on an adventure. <laughs> and that rules. I loved that. Yeah, you know, that's like farming. So, yeah, exactly. I would have pitched when we were talking about our topic this week. I would have pitched that one, but I had just seen it and I liked it so much. I was afraid that I was going to be clouded by how much yeah. I enjoyed it. That then in a year I'd watch it and be like, I guess that movie was fine or whatever. Um but uh, so another thing I thought was really interesting was that apparently Leonardo DiCaprio had the rights to this movie forever. Like yeah. he bought them after like What's Eating Gilbert Grape because his dad did like underground. Like his dad was a guy in L.A. who like like, you know, like you like a lot of people Splinter. say they got in, Well, you know, people would get their anime through like bootleg tapes bought from Japan and stuff. Yep. That's one of the things that his dad did in L.A. was he was like he worked with the the, the Japanese companies. So he was obsessed with that from a little kid. And so I don't know if he's still connected to it, but I know for a long time, Leonardo DiCaprio had the rights to make the the big Akira film. Yeah. Uh, which is so interesting to me. Um, but the yeah. But if you it, watch this movie. The scale is ridiculous. So one of the biggest so? holdups on this movie is mm-hmm. the freaking budget. Yeah, it would be nuts. I, yeah. Even with. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's jump into the movie. We'll start talking yeah. about it like we like to do. Now, the movie, the, the opening is July 16th, 1988. Good year. Yeah. Where were Christmas you? later. Des Moines? Uh-huh. I Googled trying to find if anything fucking cool happened that day. Nothing. Oh. There's no good birthdays. There's no good. There's like a Scottish soccer player was born that day. No good birthdays. No good deaths. Horrible no big day events. showbiz pizza. Yeah. So I was four, us three. I would have been four in December. So I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's happening, you know? Um, but yeah, so that's the day. And then all of a sudden, boom, the bomb. Now, how do you want to talk about this? Do we want to just go in the steps of the movie or do we want to talk about what was actually happening? Oh, what actually happened. So we don't have to like backtrack yeah. and go over it. Basically, so what happens is there's an explosion mm-hmm. and Tokyo is decimated and that starts World War Three. And yeah. because the world thinks there was a nuclear bomb. But what it really was were these three fucking or four, I guess, fucking kids who basically it was like it's hard for me to watch this movie and not compare it to all the stuff that it influenced. Yeah, it's like this is Weapons X. Totally. Weapon X 
but it's little kids and it's like so it's like weapon x mixed with xavier academy and there were these four stranger things very stranger things yes um there were these four kids who all had special powers that they had just naturally uh, developed and then this government entity was working on them and the leader of the, uh, one of the kids the hot, the best the smartest or the the one that had the most powers was this kid akira he fucked up and ex- he was too powerful and blew up and then that spawned world war 3 and now the movie jumps 31 years and mo- most people don't even know none of that happened yeah people like no akira is basically like the biggest government secret in yeah. history and like... so akira's kept like like that that's a secret and and so, some things have gotten out about it. So there's now these like the government is run like bullshit in in, in Neo Tokyo, and the government's run like shit. And so they have a lot of opposition, and a lot of that opposition also believe in Akira because they've heard whispers about it, and they yeah. believe in it more like a deity, more like a god. They're like anti science pro this god Akira, mm-hmm. um, and they're gonna like you know fucking blow up, uh, you know kill cops and stuff like that which is i'm on board with some this movie gets way more uh this movie does the prequels thing yeah you know it's very similar it has that's what i was saying it's like you watch the prequels and not everything makes sense Mm -hmm. but then you watch a video about the prequels yeah by some nerd (laughs) that tells you all the back that that read the entire manga and yeah yeah like oh you mean anakin's not just mad about the fact that he can't be a master. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a YouTube channel. So I watched this film last night. You said you watched it when this morning? Uh both, yeah. Both. There's so I watched it last night and then I watched two or three random videos. It's funny because there's a Wisecrack video about it and I love Wisecrack. Wisecrack always makes good but content. It's Pretty a Wise podcasts too. Oh yeah, I haven't listened. But it's a Wisecrack video from like 5 years ago when they had a different kind of like theme. Yeah. And it's this whole thing that I, I was like, wow, this seems so off because I've only seen their newer stuff. But and then today, right before we were podcasting, I found a video by um, a YouTuber called Spook. And then it's a, a handful of, I believe, Japanese letters, but I don't know what it says. But they have two point four nine thousand subscribers. So they're pretty you know, full. And they did a, a video for two years ago called Akira Storyline Analyst Analysis and Explanation. And it this I mean, it, it did what you just said. Yeah. It made all of the whole movie that I was confused about make sense in my head. And the top comment on there is somebody saying, somebody give this man godlike powers for helping me understand Akira after 20 years. And it, so well, if you, don't if you're, give him yeah. godlike powers unless he's ready for godlike powers, exactly. which is one of the big themes yeah. from Akira. And, yeah. So um, I have a lot of notes because when I'm watching this movie at the beginning, I don't know. I don't know the story. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking it's a, a story about a lady that uh, that uh, 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 Scarlett Johansson whitewashes at some point. <laughs> so it starts in that bar. I love the vibes of the movie. I want to like live in this movie. Oh, yeah. It, it's so I the colors. And I understand that it's supposed to be 2019. But the look and feel of this movie, and I don't know why this makes sense, Reem. I don't know. But that is how I remember the 80s. <laughs> like I remember the eighties looking and feeling like this when they go into the bar where, where the capsules hang out, it's like half my, what I remember the eighties being. And then also what I learned from teenage Ninja Turtle cartoons, like literally fucking bebop sitting at the bar pre oh, yeah. transformation asking for three peanuts. It's like, <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, and so they're at the bar and we get our boy Canada, uh, <laughs> looking at the jukebox. <laughs> 
And then the jukebox in this kick-ass punk futuristic bar, the jukebox has Cream, Led Zeppelin, and The Doors. Yeah. Like, those are the three albums. It's like, what? You can throw a Sex Pistols or something in there? Man, you can't ever go wrong with some good classic rock, dude. Um, But so, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, And then there, the boys. So you got Canada. Uh, I was having a hell of a time remembering everybody's names, so I had to make it's like okay. a, a cheat sheet to remind them all. Yeah, but the gang, the Capsules gang, has like Kanita, Yamagata, uh, Key. Yamagata killed in the second yeah. act. That's right. Uh, off screen though. Yeah, yeah. Which is it? So that's off screen. Yet they later they show us Kaori's breasts for some reason on screen. <laughs> right? Like as soon as it, it, we'll get there, but. Um, uh, but the gang decides they're going to go out to fight a rival gang. They're like a street gang of motorcycle yeah. streets. And uh, 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 Canada's bike fucking rips. He's got. Those, oh, it's the iconic bike. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if yeah, anybody red, knows any fucking thing about Akira, it's that it's, image. He has a pill on the back of his jacket and he walks to his bike. Yeah, totally. And, and what is and the, if it's not that it's the shot of him turning when he does the, the skid, which has been reused in a billion fucking things um uh, i gotta look for this real quick it's really interesting how many things i saw uh that batman the animated series stole from akira not just batman Batman beyond yeah batman beyond the clown game i hate to use the word stolen especially in animation it's homage it's uh like um the scene in mask of the phantasm where it's early young bruce wayne going out in a stocking cap uh, there's one where he jumps on the front of a motorcycle and then yep. knees the rider. And when I was watching that scene in Akira last night, mm-hmm. I was like, God, why is that? So yeah, I've why, seen does this, that. why do I remember? There's yeah, so, but it's one thing that helps, though, is that uh, Tokyo movie, Shinsha, Shinshi, which is the production company that produced the movie. They went on to work on Batman, the animated series. So literally they could be probably just had like cells you know um and then this is i thought it was fun the jackets the capsule the jacket that he wears they're they're like motto is good for health bad for education which i think is cool as is but apparently in japanese that it's like kinokyo ni yodusu kyokyo in wordusio so like rhymes in japanese but even as like a just good for health bad for education that rips that's like a good slogan you know um so they decide to go out and fight the fucking uh, the clown gang, which is just like the Jokers in Batman Beyond. It's very yeah. similar. Um, I really think Batman Beyond like has a, a lot of influence on this. And this is a great this. opening scene that's just going to grab you. Oh yeah, by, by the balls and or hoo-ha. not knowing anything that's happening and not knowing yeah. anything about what's going to happen. In this you movie. don't need to know this nothing. Gets you in. Yeah, um, just. I mean, the animation on it is fantastic. And the mute, like I said, the music, that like uh, percussion and synth yeah. thing oh, that yeah. it's got going, it just fucking rules. When they leave the bar, I love it. And it's, I think it's uh, uh, Tashi and uh, uh, Kaneda go, uh, I think, oh, is it Kaneda or Tashi? One of them is just like, uh, the bartender is like, why do you guys hang out here anyway? And he goes, yeah, right, dude. Drink your dog piss. And we're going to drink your dog piss. And I just thought that was fun. That's like, they were had like a good relationship with that bartender, you know. And it's really interesting all of the shots when they have the biker gang together. Oh, because yeah. they're all doing their own thing. Like mm-hmm. uh later on they hang out with their girlfriends and stuff, and it's like they do shots of them 
all walking together. Yeah. And like every like it's in that scene later. That's later on when they're all walking together. One of them's they're like they're all doing different stuff. And he's puking blood. Yeah. One of them's puking blood. And I'm like, what is the bit here? Is it did he pop like a blood capsule? And that's like a joke. Or is he still just fucked up from this battle? Um, so they go out and they go on this like uh, 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 rampage. Yeah. And there's a scene where you're kind of like immediately jarred with how violent this movie is going to be, where there's like a couple on a date in a restaurant. And then like one of the clown backers crashes the window and it just smashes the guy on the date's head. <laughs> like he's just dead. Yeah. And you're like, ay, ay, ay. Uh, and then uh, they finally, you know, the cops start chasing them and they go car three, 375. And immediately I was like, car 375, where are you? <laughs> uh, and the, they show a little clip of the news and it's fun. The juxtaposition of like, uh, they're talking about how all, you know, the army is standing off against these like uh, people that are trying to rise up. Yeah. And then it cuts right to this like cheery dog food commercial. And it's like, oh, that's today. That's like our life. You know, oh, totally. That's like Black it, Lives it is Matter. Crazy and just... then it cuts to sponsored by this, you know, Applebee's is reopening or whatever. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely a lot of themes going on here that really resonate today that yeah. I guess are timeless anyways, especially like in the age of the media and stuff. The and 80s. Must some just... good anti-capitalist messages going on in there, too. The 80s must have just fucking sucked. <laughs> like I, I like because we were so young in it. But like what well, the way that it about, fucked the world. Not only is, that, but think uh, about the people that were actually smart enough to see the forest from the trees. Yeah, yeah. And like realize what was actually going on with all of that like free capital type shit that was like just I, this movie really basically made me, ruining the world. This movie made, really made me think of and Robocop does this too about just how fucking terrible do you think 20 years from now is going to be? Because like we're like we are more aware of it now, but all this shit is happening behind the scenes and stuff now too. Well, so if they give like, me some jetpacks to buy, you know, I'm not it. really gonna care. Zoom, 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 shooting around. Um, SUX three thousand. Yeah. Uh, at this point, uh, there's the I I type in my notes. I've got no fucking clue what's happening. <laughs> I don't know that's, who the good guys are, who the bad guys are, what's happening. That's a lot of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then there's that shot, the famous shot of uh, Canada's bike sliding to a stomp. And that has been used in Teen Titans, Star, the, the original cartoon animated Clone Wars, Samurai Jack, Batman the Anime Series, TMNT, like the 2003 and the 2014, Adventure Time, The Simpsons, and in Pokemon. They've like done homages to that iconic scene of the bike. Um, and I said that this feels like something I would have watched at like 3 a.m. on like Channel 15. Yeah. And then thought about it the rest of my life but no one else would have ever been able to i wouldn't have known the name so i wouldn't have been that, able to explain it to anybody but you I can say that about it that uh, animation frame has been cycled yeah oh cycled yeah. i get it yeah yeah motorcycled yeah. Uh-huh. um uh and then okay so tatsura's bike tatsura what's his name tatsu tatsu you should know it's tatsua tatsua because that is the most uttered word in the movie. Yeah, Tetsua. Most um, of the time, it's Canada rolling up on his bike to yep. say, Tetsua! Tetsua! Or that one time he rolls up and he goes, where's the babies? I have a good, I have a good quote for that later. Um, 
but so so Tetsuo is riding his bike and he ends up all crashing into the kid who is has been escaped. The old man kid. The old the creepiest fuck kid that we are still trying to figure out what the hell is going on. With they're him at all there. There's an old man and the old lady and Donald mm-hmm. Trump. That's right. And they're all the kids that yep. used to be friends with Akira before he blew up. Yeah. And that kid is Takashi, who's also uh Six nine. He's the one that. Yeah, that's right. He's the one that escaped with a freedom fighter, tried to break him out, but then that freedom fighter got shot. And a then, lot. And then one of the other creepy kids. So there's now three creepy kids because Akira disappeared, blew up and disappeared, or we'll find out later. Um, one of the other creepy kids show up, and and my notes, I go, uh, uh, oh cool, it's Manny from Modern <laughs> Family. <laughs> and they're just these like weird little kids, but they're like skin is blue, and they're frail Wrinkled, looking and yeah, frail it's fucked up they look like uh morlocks they do look <laughs> yeah they do look like morlocks and tetsu's all fucked up laying on the ground and then the cops come and everybody's the cops are like the soldiers or whatever they take the kid the te- they take the takashi they also take tatsua uh, and then they arrest all, all the other boys yeah they all go get fucking arrested and we see a sign for the Which Tokyo. Those are cool scenes. Anytime again, when all the gangs together, so they have them getting arrested and questioned by the cops. Yes. Which is really fun and cool. We also got to remember them. that all cops are bastards. We got to never yeah. forget that. Um, Just seeing their flippant disregard for, you know, authority. And then, uh, and later, the cops when they're don't really school, the cops really don't have much of a, idea of what's happening because they're like your friend what are you talking about like they don't know that the it's yeah. like the military is doing one thing and they're doing another thing um there's a cool thing where they show the the olympic stadium and it says tokyo olympics 147 days to opening ceremonies and what is interesting about that is currently we are 54 days from the opening ceremonies of the tokyo olympics well it'll be good for the world i guess i think it's gonna get canceled uh, a lot of people are oh. A lot of people are against the Olympics right now, like boycotting could, and stuff. I could not care. I've never cared yeah. about the Olympics anyways. You know, I like the Winter Olympics when they snowboard and shit. They don't. And I, you can't win sandwiches anymore. Oh. Used to be able, used to be able to win a fucking sandwich. That's that's my favorite. I can, I can Simps- watch, watch handball. It's my favorite Simpsons quote. You can't win friends with sandwiches. <laughs> You can't win. Sandwiches. No, you can win friends with sandwiches. What is you it? You can also win Olympic viewers. You can't win friends with salad. Salads. Damn it. That's it. Lisa, and from the yeah. Lisa, the vegetarian episode. That's right. With uh, Which, Paul again, and Linda. Any episode where Lisa's prominently featured is typically one of the best. Yeah. Um, they lie to the cops and say they were out visiting their they were out late to visit their their dying mother. Uh, that was pretty fun. Um, there's a, then you kind of can get more of an unrest and you also really notice that they don't really give a fuck about this political unrest Yeah, because that guy comes in with the grenade and then it doesn't go off. It's just like a smoke grenade. They're, and then they yell at the guy too. They're like, why don't you jump off a bridge? You, you fucking idiot. Yeah. They're teenagers. Yeah. So, and I like that though, cause that shows that they don't, their fight is with each other. It's very West side story ish, which I don't know if that's true, but I just saw West side story. So, oh yeah, yeah, I get that. It's very footloosean. Very Falusian. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, once you start talking about things being Falusian on your podcast, you hear about Footloose <laughs> everywhere all the time. People are talking about it. Yeah. The people uh, are always talking about Footloose and the Brass Armadillo. It's very foot. Yes, it's very Falusian. It's very Brass Armadillian. Um, 
Um, and then there's a funny moment where they, they call the cop old man and the cop goes, you listen here. I'm only 25. 25 years old. Oh, it made me cry. Yeah, me too. I'm not even married yet. And it's really <laughs> funny. Um, so then you see this girl who we had kind of seen in the backgrounds a little bit. She's one of the, I don't know the term. Uh-huh. Uh, freedom fighters or one of the anti-government freedom fighter freedom like fighter. the people from fucking uh, running man that's right she uh they see her at the police station and so canada is like oh she's with us too and that's that's uh kai um no that's k sorry that's k um it's kind of confusing because there's k who's the freedom fighter there and then there's key who's one of the dudes in the gang and as a american or an english-speaking american i'm not as used to those names so it was really i had to end up uh making a little chart to figure everybody's names out um and then so they help k get out of the 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 police station and they they're walking down the street and canada is like hey so uh, you want to hang out sometime and she leaves and he just goes you can at least tell me your name, you cold bitch. And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Canada's a fucking simp. Uh-huh. He's like an MMR simp. Yeah. Uh, you fuck the bitch. You don't fuck the bitch. It's like, oh, well, cool. This is the main guy that I'm rooting for. Good. Just just making sure. So at that moment, well, I'm like, maybe. Again, to be fair. Yeah. His entire society is absolutely shit, too. Totally. So I think that's one of the reasons why these guys kind of suck. Yeah. Is because. He's raising it. Yeah, he's a like, look at his school, overcrowded school, just like, I mean, they're they're punks. They're not like, yeah, supposed to be good, I guess. They're depraved on account of they're deprived. Yeah. Just like West Side Story. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so that so you kind of see how they really act and stuff like that. And at that point, I'm like, oh, so maybe Tetsu's going to be the good guy. And this guy's going to be kind of the asshole guy or whatever, you know, that's Mm -hmm. where my brain's thinking and stuff like that. Um, but, but who knows, you know, I don't know. Um, and then, uh, so Kay leaves and then they, we show them like, this is where we first see what they're doing to Tetsu and they're doing all these things. And that's where you realize that he has some of this ability power too, just like these kids. Basically he's like force sensitive or whatever. He's like, uh, he's an X-Men or whatever. He's the Phoenix. And what's, oh, you got the Phoenix force in him. The other, the other thing that's cool about this is the sounds of all the computer systems and stuff doing all the work on him is, fr- is that's from it's from alien oh really it's yeah it's the uh the same as the mother computer from alien so that's cool um uh and then also in that scene all the lights are flickering and they're in the like the doctor's office or wherever the science lab so it does feel very spooky like alien you're like oh cool um and so they and they're not clear if he had the power already or if that power is just rubbing off on him because he touched he had physical contact with takashi and they don't really know this doctor guy um and so basically the big oh we never know no we don't there's basically this doctor guy who's doing research on him and then there's the colonel who's like the military uh he's looked at as like the real baddie of the whole thing but he's not Um, he's kind of not no and later he's very anti-government and shit like that and like the and anti-capitalist anti-capitalist yeah but it's he that's the thing the, is the, that's a baller move later. Oh yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when they come to arrest him, yeah, and, and he's he just, he just like, guys, will you shoot this dude? Yeah, yeah. He tells I'm the military, colonel of the military. Yeah, like, I'm in charge now. Go, go eat shit. Um, when they go to the school, it's fun because uh, I don't know if you. I think we've talked about it on the show before that that movie, Class of 1999. Oh yeah, it's the same fucking school. Like it even totally. looks like the same classroom. Like it's the classroom and are the, like risers. The school guy just gets to hit the shit out of him too. Yeah. 
And that guy is voiced by in the original American dub, English dub, not the one we watched, but in the original English dub, that guy is voiced by a guy named Bob Berger. And I was like, huh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, you he know? does a lot of voices. He's the voice for Archer. Archer. He's the voice for Coach, Coach McGurk. McGurk. Yep. Yeah, you um, get it. And then that's when now, I wrote the 1980s. The original cast has at least Donatello and uh, has two Ninja Turtles, right? Say that again. I'm sorry. Is like Rob Paulson. Is he on it? Like I, I, I was watching a video that had the original English dub, and I swear there were at least two of the four turtles. I'm not clear. I'm not sure. Possibly, but I don't have possibly. Proof on that. They got a lot of work, you know. Um, yeah, and I know they really the, came out of their shells. I know in the version we watched, um, Kaneda is voiced by the guy who played went on to play the Black Ranger, the second Black Ranger. Oh yeah, blame blame Kaneda. <laughs> That's one great South Park song. Um, so they're at the thing and then the girls, that's when they meet up with their girls and they're walking and Canada goes, shut up. What do you always got to be hanging on my arm? And it's like, Sam, you suck. <laughs> Men, right. Activists. Uh, you're Chad piece of shit, dude. Um, and then, well, he's got that bike. He does have the bike. That's, uh, the, what do we say? The bike with the most, uh, that doesn't rhyme. But then we see the nurse goes to check on, uh, uh, Tatsu and Tatsua! Tatsua goes to set check on him and he is gone and she freaks out and we see Tatsua running and he runs and goes and gets his girlfriend Kaori and they steal and he's fucked up now his brain his brain's all weird and he's like he's got a bandage they was doing forehead's shit getting bigger me. yeah his forehead's getting bigger and um they they steal Tatsua's sandwiches. they they steal Kaneda's bike do they steal sandwiches. Oh, I remember they're eating sandwiches they, when they're oh, like, yeah. let's run away, me and you. Yeah. And so they get on the bike and they're riding and he's kind of now figuring out how, because that was the thing was that Canada's bike's really like hard to learn. You can't really drive it, but he's like figuring out how to drive it while he's driving it. And then they stop. And that's when Kiori jumps off and goes, ouch, my butt hurts. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And they that's see, fun. and at this point at the school, they're like, where's my bike? Why do you steal my bike? So they're going after him. And then Kaori sees other dudes on bikes and it's like, oh, look, it's probably the guys. But then they realize it's not. It's the clowns. And that's where they do some weird. And they're not down assault. with the clown. No, they, they grab her and strip her naked. And, and then they pull out like a fire, like a thing of fire, like a torch. And I literally thought they were going to like burn Kaori's body. But instead, they like go to burn the motorcycle and then they get stopped by the biker. Well, gang this is a I mean, body horror does really play into this uh, that's film. Right. So. I just don't understand why they showed her naked unless it was to show that the clowns will do anything. They're going to fucking assault her. But the clowns are never in the movie. again. Oh, so it's like, what was the use of that? 80s anime is decidedly hornier, but it wasn't even horny. Just it, like, I nudity. Mean, it was... like there's a lot of weird, just like nudity in a lot of these older animes, I guess. <clears throat> It, but it doesn't even come across as horny. If there would have been like a weird sex scene, if, he, if they would have gone and fucked, I'd be like, okay, that wasn't needed, but fine, it happened. But it's really just like boops for no reason. And then also you only see, K you don't see Kaori for like another hour in the movie. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, uh, also, I think she's supposed to be like 16. So that's weird too. Um, yeah, in my head canon, they're all like 20. Yeah, they're all like 20 years old. They're in college. That's a college. That's a community yep. college they all go to. Yep. Um, Tetsu starts freaking out and uh, you realize that like, they really fucked him up or something's going on with him. Yeah. And he starts having all these like visions and his, he thinks his, his 
guts are falling out. His guts are falling out. Put it big. Apparently, that those visions he has explains his arc the rest of the movie. Like if you go and look at those, I don't know. I didn't. I saw this. Mm-hmm. Somebody talk about this. I didn't go back and look it up. But apparently, that shows all the beats of what happens to him the rest of the movie in that like little quick freak out scene. Um, and yeah, his guts are falling out, and there's that really eerie scene where he's putting them back in, but he's they aren't out. So creep me out. And then the government takes him. The again. government shows back up. Fucking uh, Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black shows up, and uh, he's mean to him and yelling at him and stuff. And they steal. Um, they steal him and take him back to the, the government facility. Um, and then the girls say, without their bikes, they're just tail case tail casers out of water. And he goes, it's fish out of water. And I'm like, what? That's such a yeah. weird, right? It sticks with you though. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that it's funny that like this whole time, their story, this story up till now, has been happening up against this crazy militarized occupation with their stuff you know this movie does a really good job about building a big world Mm -hmm. and never going back to a lot of like apparently it's a six issue manga Mm -hmm. and the movie is essentially the first and the sixth book so they're like then that's why the second act is like there's so many secondary characters that come along yeah. and like all these little plot threads, which uh, don't get resolved. And, but I think really do well to serve just like the bigness of mm-hmm. the movie and all these other issues, which is yeah. kind of weird, but uh, like they could have gotten rid of a lot of that stuff, but I appreciate that there is a religious cult, Mm-hmm. that worships Akira that's pushing well, back also, against science. One thing that was really fun is when you're watching this for the very first time, like I was trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, because at that point, when they first started going Akira, I'm like, oh, that's the name of the movie. And the whole time I expected the main character's name was going to be Akira or something. And yeah. so then I thought maybe the power that they had was going to be called Akira or something. And so I liked how that was revealed to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this movie like is really weird because even at the boring parts, mm-hmm. it's not boring at all. Yeah. Well, it's not so much boring where it's like, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but everything looks great. Yeah. And the music's bumping. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, it serves its purpose. And then Even though it's not serving a purpose. That part really reminded me of, and I know this is, I'm whatever, bringing everything back to this, but just the fact that all this is happening while there's this horrible demonstrations and like wars going on. It yeah. really reminded me of last summer when like, like a year ago, right now, when like we'd be marching all day and watching cops beat the fuck out of people. And then on Wednesday, we had a zoom call to talk about shopping malls. <laughs> like, <laughs> What's your favorite thing about shopping malls, buddy? You know, like that's literally kind <laughs> of like what it Spencer's. feels like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you ever go to you ever go to the shoe store? That place was cool, huh? Well, everybody <laughs> smoked weed in there. Foot Locker, what? Those aren't refs, you know? <laughs> Outside you hear like no justice, no peace, you know? Yeah. Um so uh that's when he runs back into K. Uh Canada sees K again and they're in the sewer and he jumps down and saves her by jumping on that guy. 
which yeah. that the way that's animated is really fucking crazy. That whole sewer scene's fucking cool because mm-hmm. they have that flying motorcycle. No, no, bike. no, that's that's later. That's later. Oh. This this is when he first gets her. This is when she shoots the fucking guard in the face. Oh the yeah, prisoner, and it's, oh it's yeah. Close. But that scene, this is super weird. That scene where he jumps and he's falling and then lands on that guy in the Michael Jackson music video for I think Black and White. There's a television with that playing on it like a GIF. Huh. Yeah, really weird. Um, but yeah, so then he, she shoots that guy in the fucking face, and that's when him and her leave together. Uh, yeah. And that's where they go and they meet Ryu. And he's such a fucking dumbass. He's like, I guess I could say I'm her boyfriend, you know? <laughs> it's like, no. I don't. His whole relationship with her is, is really weird. She doesn't uh, serve. And that's one of those things must be in the manga. I bet she serves more of a purpose because she does serve a purpose later. Well, she connects him to the freedom fighters, which yeah. helps him get into but the government just, facility so he could have another run in with Tatsua. But that's that's basically it. Also, she reminds her me of, amoeba analogy is really. Yeah. important. Uh, yeah. She reminds me of um, kind of like Saw Gerrera. Where it's like, especially Sagarera and Rogue One, yeah. where you're like, ah, this guy's not doing a ton, but he seems very important. You yes. Know? Um, and so that's that's kind of how I felt about her. Um, but that's when he introduces her to Ryu and all that kind of stuff. And then we see Tatsu's uh he has a dream, and it's like it's like the scene in uh T2, he sees everybody exploding, and you yeah. realize he's he's having a cure, he's dreaming Akira's thoughts. Right. Oh, yeah. Damn this. It's... And then we see that's the first time we see the weirdo girl, the 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 girl in the bed in the pink bed. And she's yeah. like she can sense that he's fucking crazy, like big time. And she's like, we can't let this guy blow up. You know, we can't let this guy progress. Bunch um, of haters. Yeah. Fucking dicks. Um, well, it's also I guess one of the things is that they're kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have their powers, yeah. So th- they're able to use them as a more pure, yeah. Person. They're innocent, and they they're, were have yeah. been kept that way. That's why they're all fucking weird, is because they've been kept as children. Yeah, where Tatsuo is an adult, yeah, or or, or adult older enough, and he's got all these things. He's got selfish. These, his animosity with yeah. Kaneda being like kind of like a big brother figure almost to him. Very Anakin Obi Wan relationship between those two totally. in terms of their relationship with each other not the way they react basically but with their relationship with each other um i think it actually would have been really interesting if anakin and obi-wan's relationship would have ended the way that their in relationship ends in this yeah with a fucking sky laser and then screaming like hell i'm so sorry help me get get uh padme out of here and my big fucking glottonous i'm body. crushing her yeah um uh, and that's where we're still learning. So basically we learned that Akira was one of that's when we learned that Akira was one of those bait kids. Um, and that bear, that explosion is what caused world war three. Um, they do that scene with the government where the government's all there in the round that's table. A fun scene. Mm-hmm. I like when the guy that was like, Oh, we should have get, given more community programs. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And that one guy's just sleeping and they're, they're, yeah. tra- they're talking about how they're going to strip the colonel's uh, role. And one of the dudes is just snoring, and it's like, what the hell? Like, it just it feels like that. It goes a little shit. strange glove for a little bit. It feels like the goddamn commission about the 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 June January sixth 
Uh, yeah. You know, at the, it's like those people yeah, being yeah. like, ah, come on. Apathetic bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, uh, so the government's freaking Tetsu. Then we come to Tetsu in like his like bed and like that, like weird nursery room. And he takes it. It's it's basically the Muppet. I don't like baby. this whole scene. Oh, it's fucking creepy as shit. Evil Muppet. Not yeah. only that, man, when he steps on the glass. Yeah. They, uh, the I, glass sticks in his beak. I, I, I can't I, watch Die Hard for the same reason. You at, know? This, at this point, I made the note. So basically, he he takes a drink of water. The glass falls on the floor. The rabbit falls on the floor. And then all these toys come to life and are like huge, big as life, trying to kill him or attack him. And he's freaking out. And it's the other kids, the old people, the old they're little messing people. with his brain. Yeah. And I said that at this point, I tweeted, I wrote in my notes, um, I don't know what drugs Tetsu's on at this moment, but I did hear that they were laced with fentanyl. So make sure to test them. Right. Uh, People are dying, Patrick. I know, but jokes are jokes. That's my career, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then he starts speaking pull- of people dying. Some guys go to check. Well, Tetsuo winds yeah. up breaking the door open. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, all the lab people and the. Any anybody inside that runs into Tetsuo does yeah, not it's, it's, have a good time. The first group of people yeah. that are like, "Hey, get back in your room, buddy." What do they get for their problems? Fucking, they get to paint the hallway. Yeah, like, it reminds even... me of when when Logan and Weapon X when he finally breaks out, he's got that big fucking thing on his head. Yeah, that's what it's like. Like the way he destroys everybody in that hallway. I didn't realize this was going to be such a for lack of a better word, superhero style story. Right. So the way he does that shit, I, it's like catching you off guard in a weird way. I really like Oh, yeah. There's it. I really a really it. awesome scene where he sends out like a ball of force, essentially, mm-hmm. when he's in the hallway to stop something. Yeah. And you can just see like it leaves a ball hole mm-hmm. in the hallway. So everything around him in a certain radius is just curved off as a result. And it just looked awesome and that's the thing where you can see that this influenced everything after it like every piece of american uh, action or sci-fi after this has been even if it wasn't influenced by this it was accidentally influenced by this because of what it influenced like this feels like brian singer or whoever was the director of the first two x-men movies there's so many things that feel like they're like oh yeah pulled right from this and then even in the mcu there's a lot of stuff that feels like it's coming right from this um this is two of the three season finales of stranger things yeah totally um i tweeted at this point this influenced every fucking thing ever uh everything we like ever uh t2 yep so then it comes to um uh Canada and Kai and Ryu, they all they're trying to sneak into this place because I, I don't know what their plan. I couldn't figure out what their fucking plan was. I know that Canada wants to matter. rescue Tetsu, but they're going into the sewers. And this is where that part in the sewer happens where they see a fucking dead. He's hiding. Canada's hiding in the water and then he sticks his head up and then a fucking dead rat covered in maggots floats up and it's like um, and then that's where that crazy flying thing happens. That's yeah, ruled. And I said that I want all the action figures and vehicles from this movie because <laughs> those <laughs> things looked awesome. It looks like a G.I. Joe vehicle, you know? Oh, absolutely. And then uh, it's just cool. Uh, Canada has learning how to fly it after having his cool yeah. bike and everything. Well, and that's when I... And it, it's one of those, like, uh, it makes it a little bit more real. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't think it... I don't think it... Um, 
him trying to like figure out how it works. I don't think that this comes to fruition because that scene made me think that maybe Kennedy's got a mutation as well. Like he's an X-Men as well. And his thing is on understanding machines, much like Donatella. Uh And so, but I don't think that happens, but that's what I thought. Wrong kind of mutants. Yeah. Um, And then I think that Tetsuo is uh, Magneto with Professor X's powers. Yeah. Um, Tetsuo's getting ready to kill all the little kids for fucking with them. They go to room A, which is the Muppet Babies nursery, but like different, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, that Kiyoko, Kiyoko starts helping Tatsu, starts giving him like mental things of how to get around in there and stuff. And Tatsu calls them twerps. Yeah. Which, yeah. do you know what a twerp is according to Kurt Vonnegut? Huh. Uh, it's in one of his books. According to Kurt Vonnegut, a twerp, uh, a twerp is defined as a guy who put his set of false teeth up his ass uh, and bites the buttons off of back seats of taxi cabs. Wow. That's what Kurt Vonnegut says a twerp is. So that's anytime that comes up, like Bart Simpson calls somebody a twerp. I'm like, eh, that guy puts false teeth up his ass and bites the seats of taxi cabs. Um, and this is also when we were revealed that uh, this is when it, in the movie, we're told that Akira was one of them. That there was a fourth kid and that it was Akira. Um, and then all the Ryu and all those other dudes get their fucking ass handed to him in the, in the sewer. So all that's left is Kay and Kaneda on that bike. Yeah. And the elevator doors open and they show up. And then uh, uh, Kaneda says, where in the hell is the freaking baby room? <laughs> Which is also what Biden says when he goes to those uh, cage camps at the border. You know? Oh, yeah. The ones he didn't close down that he said he would. He goes, in, where the hell is the baby room? Figure he could sniff it out. You think so? Um, he likes smelling babies. At this point, I said I'm still unclear who the bad guys are, uh, and I don't think that's ever cleared up. I'm unclear about a lot of the stuff in the second, or just most of the movie. Yeah, I just like ooh. This is where we have shits happening again. This is where the gut, the military, the government official shows up to arrest the colonel. Oh yeah, and he's just like nope, and he fucking kills him. (laughs) And then you see Tatsu go to the bar. Yeah, I like when the colonel too. He's like, "You guys are all being tricked." Yeah, by crooked politicians and capitalists. Yeah, so then you're like that. Literally at that moment, I'm like, "Is this guy a fucking fascist or what?" Like, what's his? I can't figure out his exact deal. Like, is he I don't trying know. to save everybody by keeping these kids alive and under wraps? Who knows? Because uh, his twin brother seems to be the Ryu guy from. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, also, bartender looks exactly like Ryu because that's yeah. what I thought happened in the next scene. Um, well, apparently that's how they kept it under nine million dollars. Yeah, four faces. Also, Kay and uh, oh, uh, Kaneda look exactly the same most of yeah, the time. Yeah, they do, which is really weird because she winds up wearing his, his jacket, jacket. Yeah. later, and they're and... in the same orange jumpsuits for yeah. all this scene. Um, and they don't even like give her like, I mean, uh, not to sound corny, but she doesn't even have big cans. That lets you know that that's the girl, you know? Um, uh, uh, Tatsuo goes up to the bartender. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the bartender, bartender goes, gets killed. Yeah. He's too bad. You, the bartender says, you look like a damn crackhead, which I thought was really funny. Um, and uh, at this point, somebody says he's off to find Akira. And I wrote the wonderful Akira of us. Um, yeah, this, this is pretty much just tattoo a rage 
rampage mm-hmm. from now on. He wants he's he's, he's all powerful. He's and he, yeah. And this is where Kay kind of explains everything in that speech to Kaneda, where she uh, Akira is ultimate energy. Humans do all kinds of things, discovering things, building things, things like houses, trains, motorcycles, bridges, cities, rockets. So where does all that knowledge come from? Humans were once monkeys and before that lizards and fish and before that plankton. And so it's like, what if plankton had all power? They wouldn't try to take over and build a beautiful society. They would just eat more stuff because that's what plankton do. Yeah. And so it's like kids have this power is different than if like this dumb kid who was raised, you know, this dumb kid who's got a weird background and has got a problem with his buddy. Then when he's got all power, that's all that's coming out of him is the same thing. Um, and I thought that was very interesting. I really like that. Absolutely. Theme. Yeah. Um, well, again, you can. T- it's. And then, and then Canada, it's obvious as shit, especially in so much anime and so much uh, Japanese mm-hmm. uh, media. I mean, from like Godzilla and shit like this is the obvious fucking elephant in the room of the atomic attacks. On, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. This is all just them dealing allegory. With- after allegory which is why and i this might be stupid our relationship with technology i think we're gonna have in 15 20 years a lot of really interesting art explaining how the pandemic has you know what i'm saying like the way that'll represent itself in art is going to be really interesting and stuff like that for the next 15 20 30 years um i like that after she gives that long speech about all that stuff uh the plasma the plankton and stuff uh, Kaneda asks her, did you get bonked on the head back there? <laughs> um, and that's also where you kind of can see that the, the three creepy kids are using uh, Kay as like a vessel to speak through also. Yeah. Um, so they're also delivering me- information to him through her. But it doesn't seem like she's aware of it necessarily. Huh. Um, uh, then I don't know if you saw this, but there's like a pizza uh, delivery uh, scooter pulls up to like a building. Oh, I missed that. Off, and I said, that's Kino. <laughs> he's well, Hopefully pizzas. he's figured out how to hold the fucking pizzas. That's right. Uh, and then I wrote Tatsu be killing. Uh, he's just killing people. Uh, and that's when also you kind of are told their history where uh, they were at the same orphanage. And when Tatsu showed up there, he was bullied in Canada, kind of was his protector. And so that's been their relationship the whole time. Um, and it does have very like Anakin Obi-Wan relationship yeah. where where Tatsu wants to be uh, he doesn't want to be the the lesser, the the number two, the sidekick, but he still loves the, you know, the guy he's with. Um, it's very it's kind of heartbreaking. Um, yeah, it definitely gives it doesn't excuse him, but it gives you just the background and the empathetic side of why his emotions as a god basically run them up mm-hmm. and there is also this thing about and i would be interested if there's probably youtube videos about this about how much of the prequels is literally ripped or inspired by all this stuff because their magic does feel very oh, midi chlorine you know you want to know you wouldn't have picked up on this but you want to know is absolutely what the fuck does that mean you i'm a smart i'm smart <laughs> you know what this 100 percent is influencing it's so much yeah. is Final Fantasy 7. Oh, yeah, no. I Final Fantasy 7, uh, one of the main plot devices is like the super weapon, like altered human uh, that's in a tank, uh, Geneva, which is Sephiroth's mom, is mm-hmm. basically that. Also, all the cyberpunk 
fucking uh, corporate world is in charge of it. And he rides a motorcycle around in mm-hmm. it. It like there's so much Final Fantasy seven or there's so much Akira in Final Fantasy seven. Uh, there's a uh, um, so this is the, then Kaneda and Kay go and find out that the bartender's dead and that uh, Yamagata's dead and stuff. And and then that's where that's yeah, where Yamagata killed. Key shows up. So then there's Key and You're doing K. a great jo- job with these names. I just I'm, know Canada. I'm trying. And Tatsuo. In my notes, Tatsu's name is spelled absolutely different every single time because I just could not hammer it down. Um, and I'm just doing that thing where I have my laptop on my lap and I'm watching a movie and I'm taking notes as I go. Yeah. Um, but I and I did like this thing, which felt very fitting where I. Uh, yeah. So they find out Yamagata's dead. So then he gets on his uh, Kaneda gets on Tatsu's or Yamagata's bike and then wreck re- crashes it into the wall and says, I'll send him his wheels. And it's like so it's like he's giving him his wheels in heaven or in the afterlife or whatever. Um, and it and doesn't work was, out like that. Bikes don't have souls. No, they're stupid. He's stupid. He's dumb. His brain's dumb. But I do like the idea that he's like, maybe this is how it works. I don't know. Yeah. I'm stupid. Um, Blame Canada. Right after that, we're that's when we find out that Ryu, who was the freedom fighter that uh, Kay worked with, that he's also being influenced by that one crooked politician, the rat guy, the guy who looks like a rat, literally. And his name is like, whatever his name is, is Japanese for rat. Um, but that's the same guy that's been orchestrating everything with the colonel. So this guy's just playing both sides. It's, it is just like real politics. Um, and then that guy kills Rayu and takes all this fucking money, just steals all his money and heads out on his way. Um, and at this point, this is where shit really starts popping off uh, because uh, Tatsu gets a cape. Now, why don't you, I know you love this. Why don't you explain what happens with this whole thing once he's got the cape and he starts fighting the government once tattoo goes full uh uh, uh lex luther okay super saiyan yeah once he starts really fucking around why don't you give me let us know what do you thought of that well he basically gets the cape and he's ready to start fucking all the shit up you know and <laughs> and that's when his forehead gets bigger his hair gets spikier and that's how you know he's gone full-blown anime superhero mood because he has a cape and spiky hair like every other version of tatsuo nobody's gonna buy an action figure of a scrawny kid in a hospital gown that has a head bandage on no we got to get the spiky hair and cape shit and this is where he's just well he, he finally gets akira you know they and it's a pandora's box and he finds out that akira ain't shit you know so he's having the showdown with the government and he's having the showdown with canada you know they're shooting sky lasers he's losing his arm you know the everything's going down trying to shoot his friend with his motorcycle yeah it's crazy i loved it it's it's awesome but it's it like he hit when he snaps he fucks he snaps, you know? Yeah. Cool. Tossed him his arm. Yeah. Uh, very Anakin. Luke. Yeah. Well, cost him his arm. The boys. Um, and then I, I missed this. I might have missed this. I'm sorry. I had a little technical difficulty on my end. But did you talk about how you went and got Kaori back and stuff too? Oh, no. Just pretty much about the Sky Laser and how he got Akira. 
Yeah, yeah. The Kira all they dissected him so that they could, you know, look him uh-huh. up later and stuff. Uh, yeah. But then he, a, like, Kaori comes back out of nowhere, right? Uh-huh. And she's just like, uh, "Hey, Tatsu, what's up, buddy?" Uh, and this is after he's already fought uh, uh, K and everything, right? So she shows back up. And she's like, hey, what's going on? Why are they all calling you uh, Akira? What's that, what's that about? And he doesn't, he has no fucking clue, you know? And I was, that's where I thought, like, this whole movie could just be called uh, Kaori and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Laugh, laugh. If you're going to laugh, laugh into the mic, buddy. Um, and then uh, <laughs> in my notes, he starts, this is when his body starts getting all fucking jelly, like, you know? Uh like he starts, how would you, how would you describe that? Like he gets all fucking, he just starts turning into jelly. Oh yeah. Well, it's, a, apparently it's the power like leaking out of him. Yeah. And it's like, it's like coming. It's like, cause he it, can't contain. He it. was a shell apparently Yeah. for the Omega mutant level powers he has. So yeah. basically once he loses his arm, yeah. there's a weakness in there for it to get out. So he he gives himself that robot arm, mm-hmm. and then it just like overruns everything. Haywire, shit goes yeah. haywire. And there's that, and that's, and then he he starts going blah 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 blah, and then he like he pulls in Kaori, and that's yeah. where like I was saying, uh, we continue with this movie that also could have just been called Kaori and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Uh, <laughs> okay, now you laugh. I say I make that joke fucking two minutes ago. You don't care at all. Uh, this, this is where all the rich allegory. Yeah, and metaphor starts coming through about <laughs> like, ooh, what about our relationship with machines? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Akira forms back into like this weird naked boy. The three weird kids show up, and at this point, uh, uh, I, yeah, this is where the movie goes full abstract. Mm-hmm. You know, like early on, it's like, yeah, it's a bicycle gang, and they yeah. don't like the clowns. Mm-hmm. You know. Their buddies with well, the government. Well, it's just that early. Now it's like this has been oh, in motion the whole time. Yeah, nobody. Little, we didn't know about it though early on. Little young boy who blew himself up, got his uh, parts taken apart and putting into jars. Mm-hmm. Well, now his three little old people friends mm-hmm. put him back together because this other guy is this- doing all this other shit. So he's gonna make a giant ball of light. Yeah. And can and at this point, Canada and Kaori are still trapped inside his big musk mess. Yeah. And I think Kaori's gone. I think she passes. But so the three and Akira all go into this big white ball, this big bomb thing that he's gonna do, because they're just trying to stop whatever happened last time. So Akira is the white ball. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Katsua is just the giant monster thing okay. that's like I sucking thought- up. And eating everything, the giant white ball is Akira stopping him, and there's no okay. going back for the other people. But the other guys go in there regardless, because yeah. apparently the giant white ball is going to pretty much just send uh, Tatsua to another dimension, mm-hmm. which apparently is the Big Bang for that other dimension. Yeah, so they, that's what happens. Is they started again. We're just and there's a yeah, part we're just, where they. Full-blown live stream, disc three, Final Fantasy seven right now. There's a part where Takashi says none of this is his fault at all. And that's where I really thought I was like, oh, totally. That's why they want to go in and help him. That's because, yeah, it's all because he crashed his motorcycle into him. 
Like he yeah. wouldn't be a part of this story otherwise. He's a crosswalk. Fuck Takashi. And then they say that K is like the important one because K kind of becomes his becomes Canada's uh, uh, constant, like in Lost, and her calling him pulls him out of it. Yeah. Um. And I wrote at this point. I said I am heavily invested into everything happening right now. And yeah. then and then it, it ended. And then the line started coming up, and you hear I am Tetsu. And then it ends. And I was like, I literally thought there was going to be another like 15 minutes explaining what happens next. But boy. Akira. Akira. Yeah. How do you think? What do you give it? If you had to give it five stars, what do you give it? Five. Six stars. Five. Five. Just, I, just for the looks of as it. Important Especially as since it is. you can watch a YouTube video afterwards. Yeah. It'll make it even better. I like I'm not going to give it five because I I've literally I'm so picky when it comes to this, but oh, I would say four. well then I'll go four too. I'll go. Yeah. You can give it a five. Hey, you got no rules. You're not like me. I think it's something everybody of our ilk should watch. Oh or yeah, should have watched. And I also think that if you listen to this, like, because I I'm guessing we have some listeners that have never fucking seen it, and if you listen to this episode and you're like, what? Just watch it anyway because we didn't do it justice. You know? No. Um, this is just us talking. This is just two friends having a conversation on a Sunday afternoon. You know, I would like to do more of these and maybe make you watch like some of my favorite ones, like Ninja Scroll yeah. or Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. Well, we had um some suggestions from uh one of our right. uh Patreon members. Uh, that was uh, some ideas for the show, and one of them was uh. A versus a versus series. Um, so like over a month, like Christian April, but it's like Batman. And then it's like, we do a series where we talk about every Batman where it's like Michael Keaton, Christian mm -hmm. Bale. And we yeah. figure out who we think is the best. Um, and then also uh, do one that's like either or where it's like, we both pick bands and it's like, who's better as a rap metal band, Limp Bizkit or Lincoln Park. And we like, you know, we like make our cases and then we well, have Limp Bizkit. See, I Lincoln Park is very good. Um, things like that. Also, like hottest James Bond, things like that. Like topics where it's like a so it's like we're not we don't have to watch all the movies, but we might have to watch some to do research. I thought that was really interesting. Um, he also suggested then December we do a month of just Christmas movies like Home Alone, Christmas uh, Slater, Die Hard and stuff. Christmas Slater. <laughs> That's great. Um, but so those are some ideas we had for that. Um, boy, I think we I don't know. I hope that I don't know if this is listenable, but I had I a good liked time. It. I loved yeah. watching this movie. And this is exactly. I, I mean, listeners may think differently. The fans of the show and take the show differently than we take it as, as uh -huh. the people creating it. Well, everybody takes stuff differently. That's but stuff for you. Prepping for this week, watching this movie, learning about it, having this conversation with you felt way more. uh fun and engaging and entertaining than say when we did um, even saved by the bell or something turtles like that two. turtles Two, something because that we know yeah and i well, don't especially think... after doing 400 or so episodes yeah. or whatever and i don't uh, think those to ones be are able bad. to fill in some yeah. nostalgic blind spots and just kind of see why other people <gasps> might love a thing or just also that's what the show the nostalgic blind spot and that's all it is, is we talk about this stuff like I don't want to go to only movies because I feel like that is a it hurts, but I like that. I would, I don't want to do it as the producer of this show. 
But as the person on the show, as the uh, uh, baby, talent, I'm, tr- I'm trying talent? not to do only movies because uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I like taking chances. Green Day was fun. That was wild. Took fucking an hour and a half to rec- to edit, but um, the uh, uh, but yeah, I thought this was fun. I like this. I honestly didn't know you had as much experience with it as you did. I think what I think what we should do for uh, one of these upcoming movie ones is pick some like we did like neither of us had any experience with right. Uh, That's pretty big. Some of those Christian Slater movies. Um, that's big and nostalgic and that holds a spot. You know, like honestly, Blade Runner would be a good one for me. I don't know where you're at with it. Maybe you've seen it a hundred times, but like, I don't, I've seen it. I fall asleep always, but I yeah. bet if I was forced to watch it because of this, I'd probably love it. Cause it's the alien universe. I love, uh, I'm just saying like you go from empire strikes back and Raider to the lost Ark, And then you give me this news fest. Yeah. Sad robots crying in the rain. Come on, Indy. It's my favorite Willie Nelson song. (laughs) Well, that's the show. It was the show. This is the show. I uh, I had fun. This is good one. I thought this was an. I I don't know how. Like again, I don't know how it'll sound. That's kind of fun, you know. It is. It's kind of fun to be like. I wonder what the reception to this will be. Uh, I'm feeling better. I really hope that we don't get on some fucking blog where they're like, listen to these two dumb fucking white idiots absolutely annihilate the beauty of Akira, <laughs> you know? Because like, listen to these I two. I hope we get on the blog, dude. They show, a clip where I'm, they show a clip where I'm like, why is there boobs in there? What's that about? You know, and it's like, ugh. Everybody loves the boob scene. Yeah, right? Like, that's it. And then they they took it down a half, like, 0.5, so it's like, why there boobs These guys there? get... High on lewds. Yeah. It's like, we are, I mean, be safe. Ruin our culture. Definitely be safe, but we are a pro Quaaludes podcast. <laughs> Please take it when, uh, I mean, if you can find these expired drugs from the 60s or 70s or whatever. Um, That's how we got Quail Man. Where can the listeners find you? Reamcore. R E A M K O R E on uh, Venmo, uh, Twitter. Yeah, all of it. Instagram. All of them. Yeah. Hit me up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Patrick Casey, where you'll get great tweets like, uh, I've heard of cocaine, but co-parenting? Now that seems like the real hard stuff. <laughs> uh, and then also PatrickCasey.com. I'm slowly getting sets back. I got an email during the show, so it looks like maybe I'll have some spots coming up at the new Brooklyn Comedy Club, hopefully. I don't know. Oh, fun. Um, but that's that's the plan. I I, just, I I I feel insane that I haven't been doing stand up, and I get really in my head about it, and I need to. Um, so that'll be coming up soon. So definitely check that out. Um, get on the Patreon if you're not on the Patreon. You know, uh, give us a dollar, give us five dollars, give us twenty five thousand dollars, give us sixty nine dollars. Oh, that's oh, that's the new thing. Give us sixty nine dollars. Um, nice. Uh, and if you can't give us $69, that's fine. Give us $666, you know? Just like some yeah. $420, $311, uh-huh. just some funny amount of money, you know? Uh, we'll take that. Uh, I also wanted to say real quick uh, that Reem at Reemcore, he's got some great tweets too. Like, uh, 
It's funny how conservative parents pushed for the Children's Television Act of 1990, requiring networks to air shows that were educational and essential, and essentially led to uh, kids learning way too much about science from Bill Nye, and as a result, created a lot of critical thinking adults. Hilarious. Great joke. Uh, also, no, I got better. I got about, better stuff like uh, buying a few acres is a lot to think about. That's, oh, that's more good. my brain. That's your comedy. Casual, my guy. Formal, my man. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, follow the nostalgia or nostalgia front on Twitter. The nostalgia front podcast on Instagram. Go give us a review on iTunes if you never have. That would be really cool. Um, get on the Patreon. Uh, send us an email at the or uh, the nostalgia front at gmail.com if you want us to mm-hmm. plug something. If you got something you want to send us, let us know. Uh, tell your friends. Be cool. Never die. And as always, remember: if you're not an NFer, you're an MFer. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.